When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for two forty nine dollars a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today, or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. She is a talented Destiny community artist, astrophysics enthusiast, concept artist for supermassive games, and she is responsible for some of the coolest art from the world of Destiny and video games. She is one of the most talented artists in the world and was responsible for some of the coolest Destiny tattoos. We're incredibly honored to invite her onto the show tonight. She is coming to us from Great Britain. It's a little bit late in Great Britain at the moment, but she is here with us. And uh, we are so, so excited to have her join us tonight on the show. Emily, thank you so much for being on with us. Absolutely my pleasure. It's been re- like, I've been really excited to, to talk to you guys. Yeah, it's, it's such an honor. We, we have a lot to talk about. We have Destiny to talk about. We have a lot of Destiny information coming out tonight from... Uh, the Bungie weekly update everybody has been talking about the twab so lots of exciting stuff there and we're going to be diving into all of the changes that are coming with next week we're going to give some predictions about what we will see in the big reveal that is happening in just five days on august 24th and of course my co-host shadow price is here with us tonight shadow price what's good man how are you Doing really good. It's glad, good to be back on the show here. It's been a really busy week, actually. A uh, new member of the family is just laying next to me right now. My my little uh, my little Catahoula uh, lab, Mia. Very She's cool. uh, five months old. So oh, man. I picked her up on Saturday, and she's been a, a pleasant uh, surprise. She's been great oh. to have, have her here with me while I'm working from home and it's just it's nice to have that company and you know it's uh gonna have nice to have company when she sits next to me while i'm playing destiny too so you know so does she help you with the game does she help you know fight i mean not yet not yet might have to be trained a little bit but i might be able to get her there (laughs) well rocky can help rocky's really good at that he's like a thrall master at this point he (laughs) just scares everything away and we're gonna talk about a lot of things so 
we have some big information coming from Bethesda. Apparently, Skyrim is being remastered for the 25th time. So yeah, Quake we, came out on like everything today, like a, a Quake uh, port. And, oh wow! Okay, I didn't even know about yeah. that. We got a Quake port, so we have a Quake port. Then did, you, we have, did you guys play Quake ever? Back in the I day, I did not. <laughs> no, I, I didn't either. I played Doom, but I never really played Quake before. Actually, um, I played a little bit of Quake, but I never really got into it too much. Where I spent a whole lot of time in the game. Uh, it was kind of fun from the little bit that I remember, but it was a really long time ago. I haven't played that in a, in a minute now. Um, at, at this point, I pretty much just play Destiny. That's kind of my main game. And that's really the only game that I really play at this point because I, I don't have a lot of time. You know, and yeah, Emily, Nova said, also... uh, yeah, Ghost of Tsushima got an expansion too as well. Yeah, oh, Nova said okay. that in the chat. Man, yeah. see on OnlyFans making some big moves too? Lots of changes in the world. Lots of stuff. Oh, and hopefully for the better. <laughs> hopefully for the better. Yeah. Fun fact, Rocky does have an OnlyFans, but I haven't done anything with it. I was like, it would be really funny to make an OnlyFans for my dog just as a <laughs> joke. Uh, and he does have one, but I haven't put up pictures yet. But now I might have to change my strategy. I don't know. I don't know what to do anymore. But Guardians, we're not here to talk about OnlyFans. We are here to talk about Destiny. We're here to meet the amazing Emily Megan. She is one of the most talented artists in the Destiny community. She's so, so incredible. And we're going to learn much more about her, her incredible Destiny journey. And we're going to kick things off with our discussion with the Guardians. So, Emily, I hope you're ready. Yeah, <laughs> I am. To kick things off, how did you get started in Destiny? How did your Destiny journey begin? Mm, okay. Um, a while ago, <laughs> uh, when the first Destiny game came out, I remember I was at work one day and uh, I was really obsessed with Halo 4. Um, I really loved the online one, like the online bit where you like played SWAT. I was like crazily obsessed with that. <laughs> but um, yeah, my friend that I was working with was saying that like, oh, the uh, Bungie's bringing out this new game that's like in space and you can go to different planets. And, and I was like, what? That sounds insane. Like, I'd so love that. Um, and then and then I actually got the game um, and I was just blown away by like how beautiful everything was, like the armor design, the environment specifically, um, just everything was just so nice. Um and it just drew it drew me in just because of how much I just loved how everything looked. <laughs> I'm like a very visual person, so anything that like is just like stunningly like aesthetic, I just get super hooked onto. And Destiny was it for me. Um, and I just could not stop playing it. Um, and I just felt like it, it sounds silly, but <laughs> when I was playing like all the little um, game, like the, uh, the storyline and stuff in the first one. Uh, I was I felt so like proud of myself for being able to like do these little tasks or like really hard um what well, to me it was quite hard like trying to I, I don't even remember what it was but it was like really hard to me but I felt really proud of myself <laughs> for doing it without actually asking someone else to come and help me like finish the quest or whatever it was that I needed to do um and that made me even more motivated to keep playing it um and just seeing like how it developed and all that the new like 
the DLCs and stuff and it just yeah I was like hooked <laughs> I think everyone pretty much feels exactly the same about it because uh yeah that's why we're here you mentioned the environment and the skybox was something that was just like stunning to me like their skyboxes in destiny one were just breathtaking I feel yeah, like you absolutely. Look up at the, yeah the cosmodrome and the moon and and Venus oh, oh my god Venus is yeah. my favorite I love Venus it just blew yeah. me away i was like this is like nothing i've ever seen before I'm, I'm pretty sure there are games that are similar but this one just i don't know yeah. <laughs> it was just something else like yeah. yeah definitely and the thing that we noticed uh me and uh cornholio recently played the halo master chief chief collection um mm. i think on uh on the series x and we were playing halo reach in another beautiful game like mm. what 343 did with that remaster is incredible it, it looks stunning especially the um the mission where you're in the um the dog fighting the uh the space battle mission all um, right yeah that it looks it's stunning and bungie's yeah. been always amazing though at, when it comes to their their environments yeah so, absolutely yeah yeah i think that's like one of the strengths that bungie has that I think is better than any other game out there. And I'm sure there are some really incredible games, but Destiny, when it comes to the art and the music, I think they do it best. And that's mm. why, for me, I always keep coming back to the game, regardless of anything, whether I'm loving the game right now, whether I'm not, I think the art really draws me in. And uh, I still remember the first time that I played Destiny 2 on PC and just experiencing the game in like 4k yeah. above 60 frames that was quite a treat especially coming in as a as a console player for yeah, me that's what it, was, I was thinking. it was quite a treat <laughs> yeah because i've only been on like uh, xbox and ps4 and then i really wanted to i had like a really crappy um pc uh it, it was all right it, it did the job <laughs> Um, but everyone was like, "Yeah, you should get like um, you should get Destiny on PlayStation. I mean, on PC." And I was like, "Oh, I don't know." Um, I think this was before cross save, and I was like, "I don't want to recreate more characters and having to start from the bottom to like work my way back up to the point I was already at." But then when cross save was like introduced properly, I was like, "Okay, now I can think about getting it on PC." And then when I saw like the difference between how much more like sharper and just the the graphics just look so much nicer like more realistic and yeah <laughs> i was like oh my god this is amazing <laughs> it was, it was definitely like a, a game game changer for sure yeah 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 and and i'm sure we talked about this before but me and shadow prize built our pcs right before the beta came out like literally the day before the beta launched in destiny 2 yeah really? we were mm-hmm. trying to figure out how to put together the the, it was the oh my god cooler. the liquid cooler <laughs> was, was the thing that took that, that was our bugaboo that was the bugaboo was the liquid cooler yeah oh did you <laughs> like build every little piece on your own um like pretty much i mean together yeah yeah pretty much we oh uh, put everything together on the motherboard the, like the liquid <laughs> cooler the processor the ram the yeah. graphics card you know yeah all that the stuff. power supply came built in. We just had to mm. plug stuff in. Yeah, I, I did not create my own power supply. Just no, no, no. <laughs> and I was just that I was going to say that I got when when I got my new PC, I, I I got the motherboard, but I got it with the the cooler, like the water cooler already attached, so it didn't have oh, to like nice. worry about 
fiddling <laughs> putting it on we got ours at the right time i feel like too like right when the parts right before they went up in price like a lot mm -hmm. so we were able to get all our parts locked down that we needed to uh put our pcs together yeah we got really lucky and actually the last thing that i needed to buy with for my computer was the graphics card ironically and i was able to get a pretty good deal where i paid like 550 dollars for a brand new 1080 ti at that time, oh, nice. that was a really good graphics card. That was pr pretty that was much one, top of the line. Yeah, that was in my old PC. Um, and it, I, it did run Destiny quite well, um, but my newer PC is, like, so much better. <laughs> oh, absolutely. Now, what do you have in your new PC, out of curiosity? Um, I've got the 3070. Um, okay. Which, well, I got that on Christmas Eve. Um, I remember I got an email from Scan saying there are there's two two thirty seventies available, and I remember you got like lucky. Every, I know <laughs> I so I was thinking, and then I was with um I was with a friend at the same time, and he 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 needed one as well, but he was too scared to jump in and get one, and I just thought right, I'm just gonna get it now because I probably will regret it later if I don't if I don't buy one right like this second, <laughs> and then I'm glad I did because since then i've not seen any available and the ones that are available are like stupid in price like astronomical the 30s, yeah yep. the 3070s are like a grand um i know i know and point, even on amazon at regular yeah, price they're a thousand dollars i got mine for 640 pounds um which i think is like 750 dollars i think um i'm not too sure about like the yeah yeah, and it's too bad yeah, because the be Founders <laughs> card, I mean, it's impossible to get them, unfortunately. Oh, yeah, definitely. The Founders card came in at 500 like, yeah, for I the 3070, you know? I remember when, when they were, like, talking, they were, like, um, it was ages ago when they first, like, started to like, introduce the fact that they were going to start selling these. And I saw, like, the prices, and I was like, they're pretty reasonable for, like, what they are. I'm like, that's crazy. Yeah, well, get one. And then when, when it actually came to buying them, there was just none. <laughs> anywhere and i was like oh okay then and then the prices just went like stupidly high the same with ps5 scalpers. as well yeah the mm. scalpers yeah <laughs> yeah that was ridiculous mm -hmm. no i feel like they should have had like like you know the, the spot the suppliers they should have had like limits on how many one person could buy like you can only buy two at a time rather than like I don't know, like 10 or 20, if, if that is even how they got their PS5s. I don't know. Just seems crazy. The new consoles at all? Did we able to get a PS5 or a Series X? I didn't know. Uh, My friends did, um, but hmm. I, I I wasn't that bothered about getting one just yet. Because your, your PC is really good. It's <laughs> yeah, got a 3070 exactly. in it. You're good. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm quite yeah. fine for, for yeah. the time being. Oh, but yeah. There are a few games on the PS5 that I'd really like to play at some point, but I'm not like itching to get it just yet. I'll just get it one. It might come to PC because look at Horizon. Like it's on PC yeah. now and Days Gone and Death mm. Stranding and, you know, just, yeah. Exactly. A slew been coming. So yep. I, I picked up my... Um, consoles actually i think it was like the same day that they went became available for sale i think we got yeah, them on wow. launch day we got really lucky i don't know how but i told I you about it remember oh, we, yeah, we did the pre-order that's why i got yeah. lucky okay it was shadow yeah. price he told me they were going to be available and i was like on that 
we were able to lock it down the day it happened because Walmart just surprised out of nowhere. Didn't tell anybody just said, Oh, they're live. And that's when I told, told him. And I was like, yep, get on that. You know, how much was that digital PlayStation five that you bought? Um, which wait, uh, did just how much was the digital one? one? Yeah. How much was the digital one? Uh, I want to hear this. (laughs) (laughs) Well, this wasn't me. This was, this was Walmart. Let's, let's, you know, let's be fair. Who made this error? They charged me 30 bucks for a digital PS5. But he just, he just didn't call them to let them know, Hey, 30 bucks, but but it's okay. Tell your story now. (laughs) So, okay. So my story, I ended up picking up a Nintendo switch, whatever the new OLED switch came out like recently it's well, that will be it's, coming out in it october, will be coming yeah. out in october right yeah uh and so i looked at my walmart account and i was like i'm just curious like when is it actually going to arrive and i look at the confirmation page and i was like you got a 349 dollar discount your total is zero dollars i'm like what oh my god okay so, <laughs> tbd i will let everybody know on the launch date if i actually end up getting a new switch uh oled without getting charged for it but we'll see we'll see what happens wow. but walmart if you need to buy a new console and if you want to take do a chance at, of getting it at a discounted price yep. you know where to go you go to walmart <laughs> um, wow. but, and then also with my i got really lucky with my graphics card too because it's funny you mentioned that you paid 640 for yours and i mm-hmm. paid the exact same amount in in us dollars of course oh my god that would have been uh, so much was, cheaper <laughs> yeah so it was 599 plus tax and then like after tax it was like 640 dollars yeah i got so lucky it took me uh, about 30 minutes to check out because the checkout was completely broken at best oh, buy but um uh, shout outs to wario 64 on twitter he tweeted out that the graphics cards were available for sale at Walmart or not Walmart at Best Buy. And I was able to pick one up that day. I was so happy. And it's funny because I kind of got lucky twice. So I, I was able to pick one up before that from Best Buy, but it was like $779. And and I thought that was a high price because I was like, Mm. the founder's card is 499 and they're charging me, seven almost eight hundred dollars and at that point i can probably get a 30 80 or so i thought yeah Uh, but so i ended up i ended up returning the the more expensive card because i got lucky twice i was able to get the one that i wanted and i'm not going to go on ebay i i don't believe in like trying to scalp and do all that Mm, i just think it's bad karma yeah uh, and it's funny because I, I actually asked Shadow Price, do you want that card? Because I have the extra card. Do you want it? Oh it's going to be seven, whatever, 780 or whatever it is. He's like, no, nah, I don't want it. It's too much. Oh, no. So here we are. Um, <laughs> but yep. I can I definitely enjoy the land of high frames and high resolution with my 3070. Yeah. Uh, now, which which 3070 did you get? Because I got the gigabyte one. I got the Aorus RGB one. Oh, okay. Aorus, so, okay, Aorus, yeah. Or is, is that how you say it? Aorus, Aorus. Uh, <laughs> I don't yeah, know. Um, yeah I, I know which one you're talking about, yep. Yeah. Yep, is it, what, how, is, how do you say it? Aorus. Aorus? Is it Aorus? Is it a, it's, I yeah. I don't know. <laughs> it starts I with an A, right? It's got a bird on it. <laughs> There's it's like got a bird. bird. Yes, it has a bird yeah. on it. She's right about yeah. that. Yeah, it has like yes. a little mini screen as well. So like you can you can put your own little 
like screens i don't know it's like a bird on it and like the more you use the card the, the bird like hatches and then grows bigger oh, and right. it's yeah. quite cool <laughs> the, the bird gets it's like a tamagotchi a tamagotchi, yeah, a tamagotchi <laughs> but in in your yeah. graphics card <laughs> that's hilarious yeah. Apparently, you can like change the screen there and and like have it play like little clips and stuff, which I've not managed what? to do yet. But um, yeah, I'll have that's, to look into that. See what I can do. That's pretty awesome. Yeah. I know there was like um, when I was buying it, there was two different ones. There was one that was not RGB, and then the RGB one. The RGB one was more expensive. But at the time, like I was building my PC, which is white and like rainbow. Like I wanted the RGB everywhere, and I thought I'm gonna have to get the RGB one. <laughs> And I'm glad I did because it's really nice and it comes with that screen. So I thought, yeah, I think it was worth like the extra, however much it was. So it's just really pretty. On a slightly different topic, uh, I got to ask, you know, you make some really incredible art. How did you become an artist? And Um, when did you realize your talent? uh, Well, I've always been drawing ever since I was like a child. (laughs) Um, I used to, in primary school, which I think is like grade school or kindergarten, um, I all my friends used to ask me to draw them things, like specifically Komodo dragons of, of all the things you could ask them to draw. Um, and they'd colour them in, um, or I'd draw on them with like smelly gel pens, um, like, like little tattoos on them. So they'd like sit in class and like smell these smelly gel pen tattoos that are like on their arms or something ridiculous but yeah I, I would always get asked by like my classmates and stuff to like draw things for them so I knew like there was something there that I needed to keep like running with I guess um I've always just yeah like throughout my life I've just always been drawing but I think um the, like I started taking it more seriously in the fact that I wanted to make it my career about six years ago. Um, I can't remember what made me want to do it. I think it was just, I think I was just drawing a lot anyway. Um, I was kind of in like a bit of a, a weird time where I wasn't sure what I wanted to do. Um, but I just got really interested in drawing just because I enjoyed it. Uh, started to do a lot of fan art um, of like anime and stuff and I've discovered like some artists on Instagram that were using these Prismacolor pencils and I was like wow they can create some amazing art with these pencils that don't look like they've been drawn with pencils like they look like they've been painted or something I thought I really want to try those out and see what they're like so I bought them and then I was like hooked ever since like because <laughs> I just thought they felt so nice to to work with and I've always been into drawing with pencils anyway, with just like graphite pencils. Um, so I just like really dove into that medium um, pretty pretty nicely. And then I just did more and more fan art things. Um, people asked me to draw specific fan art from different different like um, universes and whatever. Um, and then when, when I discovered Destiny, uh, that compelled me to draw even more because of just how gorgeous the game was. Like all the, the weapons and specifically like the armor and the environments and just everything was just so gorgeously like aesthetic. <laughs> so I was like, I need to draw this. Um, and that's and that's how I've, I'm here today. <laughs> yeah, it's really awesome. So when did you first realize that you were really, really good? Like, when did you realize your full potential as a artist? And when did you just go all all in with your art? 
Um, six years ago was when I went all in. Um, that was like I started to do commissions um, at that point. And I thought, okay, people are paying me <laughs> to do these pieces of art, so I'm going to just keep on doing this and see where it takes me. Um, and then around three years ago, I, um, because of Destiny, again, actually, it re I really wanted to work in game design. Um, I just really wanted to be a part of something that was, like, bigger and create something alongside, like, other incredible artists to create something, like like as like one big art piece <laughs> um so i found a like a game design course that was near me um and did that for three years um and that was in 3d modeling um so uh, yeah and then that that kind of made me want to do like concept art specifically because i love designing stuff and specifically like um characters and creatures um, but I never, there was never really a point in time where I thought like, oh, I'm good at this. <laughs> like I, I, I still, I, I still don't really feel that. Like I, I still know I've got an insane amount to learn still. Um, there's never a point, um, in an artist's life where you reach the top, you're always learning, like you're constantly learning. There's always something to learn. So there's like, I never see myself at like, point where I was like good <laughs> I just sort of kept kept doing what people seemed to wanted me to do and that's sort of it's just developed over time really it's it's like a a long lengthy kind of journey <laughs> I can tell you're very sense. humble because the these drawings are amazing that I'm looking at oh thank you <laughs> yeah, yeah I just, this is I not good like... this is incredible <laughs> this is just out of this world yeah. the, the the amazing art that you're able to create and like I'm looking at the Destiny art from the Hunter piece that you made with the Dead Orbit because that's like one of my favorite pieces that you've created. Yeah, thank and you. how long did that take to make? Like, what was the process behind it? What was your inspiration behind it? Um, it was a commission. Um, so uh, a customer came to me and said that they really wanted their Hunter um, with the Dead Orbit background. Um, like incorporated um and i thought uh, i really i didn't really want to just do like a, a like a boring sort of black like logo um so i i remembered like the taken sort of design um effect where it's it's like this galaxy but not it's like black and gray sort of I don't know what it is, but it looks cool. <laughs> so I thought, what if I like did that instead, like as the background? Because I love doing galaxies anyway. They're they're like one of my favorite things to draw. And I thought that's kind of similar in, in like a spacey kind of way. So I asked like, what what do you reckon about having the Dead Orbit logo in this Taken sort of style? And they were like, yeah, go for it. That sounds good. So yeah, that's um, how I came up with that kind of that that piece. At the, um, but yeah, the, the Hunter is just exactly the uh hunter that the customer wanted um all the gear that they wanted like the um shader and everything i always try and make it as exact to what they want because like it's obviously it's for them so um just like try and tailor it as as best as i can uh for for them that's really awesome and now you've made quite a bit of art i've been just 
glued to your Etsy page because there's so much incredible stuff there. Of all yeah. the pieces that you made, do you have like a favorite piece that really sticks out to you? Um, it's hard to say that because um, after I finish my most recent one, that becomes my favorite <laughs> because I'm like, oh, it's a new one. <laughs> um, but um, I think one of my favorites out of um, the ones I've done previously uh i think ah oh, the out of the destiny ones at the minute is the titan that is uh like an art like a arc striker and it's got an orange um titan logo in the background of like a, a galaxy i was really happy with how the uh, nebula turned out at the back in the back because i've never really done a red nebula before and i was like oh, actually this is it's working well <laughs> so yeah that that one really like uh, I really like that one. Um, and then the I did a, um, a side portrait of Alloy. Uh, that's probably one of my favorites as well, because I don't really do portraits that much of people or anyone, really. Um, so I was kind of nervous about doing it because I wasn't sure if I was going to get like the skin tone right and stuff. But it worked out really well. So I was really happy with that one. Um, I don't know. <laughs> like they, they kind of like swap around every now and then. I'll be like, oh, that one's my favorite. Oh, I, I like that one. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> yeah, and I think it's so cool also that you know many artists in the community they create like one specific type of art, but you have so many different things. You have Zelda and Borderlands and Destiny and horizon zero dawn like there's so much different art that you're doing and i think that's so so cool that you're so versatile and you're able to create art from different verticals and different games mm. yeah i love like i i love games as a whole like i find them all incredible i'm inspiring so i would never really want to like cut any of them out like if anyone came to me and said i want you to draw this from this game i'd be like yeah of course <laughs> like or anything like from any like even like from um, any anime or any like movie or anything like that, I, I'm absolutely definitely open to attempting it at least um, just because it also helps me as an artist to grow and uh, try out things that I wouldn't necessarily do. What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage, Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try.
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Um, cause that's uh, like really valuable, um, to, to attempt. Um, and it, it just sort of adds more to my portfolio of work really. And if someone wants something that's specifically from the game that another person asks and they can see that I've drawn that and been like, oh yeah, they, they've done that. So I'm confident that they'll be able to achieve what I'm after and, and, and whatnot. <laughs> I do like other original stuff as well, but it's not, I don't really post it on um uh my one of my main instagrams i do like some original art as well um i don't know i, th- I sometimes post it on twitter if um if i remember do <laughs> it's like digital stuff that's really cool so one of my favorite pieces that you've created was the hunter dead orbit i'm curious yeah. how long did it take for you to create that piece um hmm. i don't remember i, I think I'm going to say around 10 hours. Um, that's kind of like how long, that's like a roundabout time, um, an average, I would say, of like most. There are, it's, sometimes it's under, sometimes it's like way over. But yeah, it really depends on like the size of it and how much detail in, in the armor there are and what the background could be. It just, yeah, it like really varies per, per piece. That's really cool. And you mentioned that your influence comes pretty deeply from video games. And I'm curious, what games do you enjoy playing when you're not creating art or playing Destiny? Uh, not really many. <laughs> I have literally no time to myself almost at all. Like I, I work from Monday to Saturday. Um, and then Sundays I just spend like cleaning, <laughs> doing like stuff around the house. I've, I've literally barely have any time. I've actually just jumped on Destiny today, which I haven't played for like probably three months. I don't even know. <laughs> so, um, but if if I could, if I had the time, there's so many games that I'd love to play. Like, um, like Breath of the Wild, I'd love to actually properly play that that one myself. Um, and uh, oh, I've, I think I, I played Little Nightmares a while ago, and that was really cool. I've just downloaded the second, which I'd like to um, play at some point as well. Um, I don't know now. <laughs> it's hard to think when, when you're like on the spot. Um, oh, yeah, Horizon Zero Dawn. I'd like to play more of that. I did attempt playing some of that a while back, but didn't go any further with it. Um, but yeah, there's so many games and so little time. It's it's so annoying. <laughs> I know. I, I feel you there too, because I barely get a chance to play anymore. And the little time that I have, you know, I'd play a couple of strikes, maybe a couple of grandmasters. Mm. And then I just, I don't have the time. Like I cannot commit to even playing a full raid because it's such a time yeah. commitment that I just don't have right now. Yeah, absolutely. It's so annoying because like you really want to be like, a part of the hardcore a community where they're like playing it like every day and stuff and then you feel bad because sometimes they don't like some people don't like casual gamers 
Um, but I'm like, I don't know how else I can play it. <laughs> like, I want to enjoy the game, but I, I don't, I don't, I can't, I can't dedicate so much time to it, which is um, annoying. But I think, I think Destiny at the minute has got a good balance for both types of players. Um, but I don't know. That's my humble opinion. <laughs> Yeah, I'm, I'm the same way. And I, I know that Shadow Price is excited to play a little game called Metroid. It's coming out in October, oh, yeah. I believe, right? Yeah, oh, yeah, Metroid that. Dread. Yeah. Yep. That's, That's going to be exciting. Now, Emily, do you yeah. have a Nintendo Switch? I don't, but my partner does. And I, I watch him play it a lot. <laughs> okay, so you can steal the Switch briefly yeah. or temporarily. I could. Well, there are a few games that I would very highly recommend. Uh, Metroid oh, yeah. is one of those. There's also a game called Pokemon that I have really been enjoying playing through, and that's a game that I have enjoyed on the Switch. And Which Pokemon is it? Um, there is the latest one, Sword and Shield, I want to say. Oh, right, yeah. But they will have another one coming out, and there was just a reveal this week earlier uh with the, the new ones that are coming out and those look really really cool i forgot oh, the name yeah. of it it's diamond and pearl i believe and then there's yeah those are the uh, remakes and then there's a uh, pokemon legend arceus uh, legend that's arceus. the open yeah. world oh i like the arceus pokemon he looks cool yeah he's only like the yeah, god one the god pokemon yeah that's the okay. one that it's like breath of the wild like pokemon it's like an open <laughs> world basically <laughs> Yeah, isn't Arceus the the Pokemon? Isn't he the God Pokemon where he like? Oh, maybe is a god. Um, yeah. <laughs> I don't. I'm, I remember like watching an anime with him in it, and he was like a god. Oh, maybe <laughs> that's maybe that. Yeah, because it it predates Red and Blue, basically. Yeah, and he he, so. he predates Mew as well, like the Pokemon Mew. Oh, I'm pretty sure. That's cool. Okay, so so have you played Pokemon before, Emily? Yeah, like, but oh god, ages ago, I I got the the simulator that you could get on your PC um, for red and green, I think, and I think I played okay. the red one. Um, like that was like a really old one. <laughs> I haven't really played any of the new ones, um, but I would like to at some point. Again, it's on my list, <laughs> but yeah, it's just finding the time. Um, but I love all all the po- the whole Pokemon franchise. Like, I adore that. Especially the evolutions are my absolute favorites. I adore them. So, fun fact, Pokemon uh, Blue, which was like the the same as Pokemon Red, essentially, but with a few different Pokemon. That was my first Pokemon game that I've ever played. And I think I was Uh, in junior high school at the time. I was like really young back then. uh, It was a long time ago. Yeah. I remember we would like bring the link cable to work. Or oh, just yeah. school, rather. And we would trade Pokemon. trade Pokemon with the professor. <laughs> yeah. or not the professor, the teacher at the time. You know, a professor in junior high school, that would be silly. I'm telling you, Nintendo um, with their little innovations that they had like back in the day, you know, they it, were yeah, like pioneers of that stuff. Was that cool. the Nintendo Color or was it the other one? The I Game Boy Color, have, right? The Game Boy Color. Yeah, the game, yeah. yeah I didn't have yeah. that one. I had the other one that didn't have a backlight. <laughs> you yeah, you had the green, green. Oh the spinach green screen. <laughs> yeah. 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 Like yeah. when you're in the car at nighttime and you have to like you use every other see. lamppost that goes past. Yeah, they, like they sold like drawing. a separate like um, light for that. It was like a light yeah. you hooked up to it or that. something. Yeah. 
Yeah, that was like my first Game Boy I had. Like, what well, my first console-y thing at, at all. That was why I had. So, I gotta ask, on a slightly different topic, Emily, what were some challenges that you had to go through in the past year or through your journey as an artist in the Destiny community? And how did you overcome those challenges? Challenges? Hmm... Hmm, what challenges? Um, like, no challenges, crushed everything. <laughs> I don't know now. Um, oh, what would you, what would you, what would you consider a challenge? I don't really well, know. Did, did you ever have any uncertainty about your art? Did you ever feel like, man, I can't do it? Or did you ever uh, like, have okay. any setbacks that you um, had to I, Yeah, um, yes. Uh, I don't even know why I didn't think of this. I think I was just thinking about destiny art in general. But um, as a like a con- like an aspiring concept artist, it was in- increasingly sh- like a big struggle to try and find a um, any any uh, uh, what they call studios to to take like new uh, recently graduated uh, artists on. Um, I would literally spend. I think I spent a year emailing um all kinds of different studios that were like around the country constantly like throughout the year just like telling them I've done some new work and if they had any spaces available but I was always rejected like like in this industry you will literally just get rejected all the time (laughs) it's like a normality like as an artist you just sort of have to like get get used to um so yeah that was kind of disheartening because I, I didn't I wasn't expecting it to be as hard as it was um but in in the end I did like luckily um get in touch with uh, a what is it I can't remember what he is I think it's like an not executive or like a manager <laughs> I don't know what his title is um through a Facebook group um and I just asked in this Facebook group that I'd love some like pointers on how to break into the industry and what I need to do to improve. Um, and I gave, like I shared my portfolio and this, um, and the, uh, an employee from Supermassive said that, Oh, I'll, I'll take a look at your work and give you some like advice and pointers and stuff. Um, and I think, yeah, he gave me some advice and then I didn't speak to him for like a few weeks. And then, like a week later, he just messaged me saying, "Like, oh, there's a we've got a project on at the minute. Would you like to do an art test?" And I was like, "Yeah, <laughs> definitely." Um, and then I, I got the position, which was just mind blowing. I did not think that I would have got it. Um, I suppose it wasn't really a challenge, but it, it it was a challenge in a way where it the the struggle of being rejected so much has helped me grow a thicker skin and ways to deal with the fact that it's just what happens because certain studios are probably looking for certain types of art styles or certain ways of processing of how you actually get to like the end design or just there's so many different factors that aren't it's not personal to the artist saying like oh no we don't want you because you're not good but you just might not be a fit for the position which is what I didn't really realize at the start so I like it was like a challenge in a way that I sort of was able to teach myself to not be so upset. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know if that's really counts as a challenge, but that's what I, what I could think of. 
That's really cool. Isn't Supermassive the studio that uh, did Until Dawn? Aren't they yes. the ones who? Yeah, that's what they do Until Dawn. That's really no. cool. <laughs> <laughs> I'm much after that. Okay, well, that's that's really cool. So, what's it like to work at a game studio? It's awesome. It's literally like amazing. <laughs> um, I I'm I'm like I'm not like. Um, I'm not studio hired by them, but I'm like a freelance artist. So I'm like, I'm in contract with them for whatever project that they need. So I'm not like an in-house person where I, um, I don't know if you know the difference or anything, but yeah, guess I'm, I'm like freelance, but I work for yep, them. I but think kind we of like, yeah, yeah, that's fine. <laughs> I wasn't sure, but yeah. Um, uh, yeah, it's, it's amazing. Cause like, my time um i have like complete control over my day from monday to wednesday i can sort of like start at any time um and just get whatever work done that i need in the day and it's just so relaxed it's so um unreal like how like comfort comfortable it is it's mad um but yeah i just i literally just sit and draw and design and do what I love every day anyway, which is what I, I've been doing anyway with the commissions and whatnot, but being able to actually know that I am creating things that's going to be for something bigger um, and is a part of a team that are other incredible artists. It's exactly like my dream set there. <laughs> so yeah, it's, um, it, it's amazing. And yeah, I'll be really sad when the project ends because <laughs> I'll be like, no, take me back. Oh, but yeah. Great. VR game like uh, recently too. Not, I think I can't remember the name nothing, of Not for nothing. Destiny is hiring artists. I'm just saying. Bungie oh no, I, I've replied to them before, um, but they um, are very specific with who they hire, and I'm not surprised because like you need to be the best of the best, and I still have a lot, a lot to learn in in that kind of area of what they're after. Um, plus, you also need to live in Seattle or near Seattle or be willing to relocate. Um, and at the minute, I'm just not. I, d I don't think I could move to the USA. Um, so, yeah, I don't think I would be able to work for Bungie. If they started like hiring artists um, as like what I am at the minute, like contracts or even just as a um, like remote, um, I I'd definitely work more towards that. But I, d I don't think they're after people who are like not in the u.s which is sad <laughs> yeah i know that that's definitely understandable and maybe someday you know as everything moves to a digital age where you don't have to be in a specific location to be able to yeah exactly done i think mm. we're going to see a lot of different shifts in how hiring is done so i think mm. there could be opportunities and honestly i think you are good enough like your art is just amazing so oh, i, I wouldn't imagine why they would not want to hire you on the spot no. so Bungie, <laughs> if you are listening you know who to look for we, we got your we got your person here and i will take a commission <laughs> Please send that over to my email. I will send that to you privately. Oh, <laughs> uh, imagine I've been saying. But yeah, I, I've, I've, I know, like, yeah, I, I'm definitely working towards maybe, hopefully, one day working for one day at some point. But yeah, I, I know there's like so much I need to improve on and learn um, in order to be like considered by them. But yeah, yeah it, maybe one day, definitely. 
so definitely a goal. Out of curiosity, you know, you're you're a super talented artist, and there are so many artists out there who are up and coming, trying to really get better at their craft. What advice would you give to future artists and creators in the Destiny community who are looking to break out into game design and art? Um, I just say be consistent, like literally practice every day. Treat like your art as if you're being paid for it. If you're not, like it's it has to be like a priority. <laughs> um and study a lot and study a lot of um real real life things like light, um uh, forms like anatomy and like, they don't have to be like really in depth and like be like scientist level but just just so you have like an understanding of like how light uh reflects off certain like um uh, what's it called substances or um what they call it? surfaces and stuff like that um just be like really vigilant in in that kind of area it's it, it can get boring but it, it's really rewarding once you actually see like how much it improves um your uh like your eye and ob your observation um being able to put down exactly what you're you're thinking um actually on paper because like when you, the more you study the more it will actually stay in your brain so you won't actually really need to use references as much um further down the line because you already have like a plethora of uh references already in your head um but yeah when you start out definitely use a lot of references don't don't be worried when people say like oh it's cheating because it's absolutely not like all the best artists ever in or in in the industry they use references um because you can't draw something unless you like you need to know what it looks like for it to, for it to make sense for the viewer so if if you don't know what it actually looks like then it's not gonna make sense <laughs> um what else um don't if you're starting out and you're only doing digital i would definitely recommend doing a lot of um traditional stuff as well so use just a simple pencil and like random piece of paper. It doesn't have to be anything expensive or crazy, like just very simple things just so you get used to like drawing basically. Um, no, that's, that's really great advice. I hope that's helpful. <laughs> Can't think of anything else. Yeah, no, absolutely. And you know, on a slightly different topic, I know it's probably not the best time to travel in the world with everything going on with COVID and, all that kind of stuff. Mm. But if you could travel anywhere in the world, where would you go? Um, I'd really love to visit the west coast of the USA. I've not been to like Seattle and California and LA yet, and I'd really like to experience that. Um, where else? I'd love to go back to Japan. Like, I'm obsessed with Japan. I need to be back there as soon as possible. <laughs> um. I don't know. I want to go everywhere. Like I love traveling. I've traveled to loads of places and I just love experiencing and seeing different places. And yeah, <laughs> I'd love to do like a, an East, East Asian, um, tour maybe around like, Oh yeah. Uh, South Korea. I'd really like to go to as well at some point. Definitely. So we're, we're going to get along just fine because <laughs> I have, it's like on my bucket list to travel in japan and i just yeah. want to spend 30 days in japan just eating all of the sushi 
experiencing <laughs> all the culture because I just oh yeah I have this like weird obsession with Japanese culture and and sushi is my favorite food. Really, so I've always wanted to go to Japan and oh my god, I hundred recommend it. <laughs> have you been to Japan? Yeah, I've been twice because um, um, so I'm okay. literally obsessed, and I need to be back there. I, I just I literally anything japanese that comes on anywhere i'm just like oh my god take me back right now <laughs> it's like it's it's like it's another part of the universe like it doesn't feel like it's attached to the rest of the world like it's its own it's like a theme park of a country because it's just like so distant to all the like annoying troubles of the west west of like you know politics and stuff like that like that just like disappears and you're literally just in this place of like anime <laughs> like just anime is everywhere or like random gorgeous little spots of like shrines that are like ancient these massive big um like shrine things and yeah it's it's an actual wonderland it's amazing like the food and stuff i'm not so keen on japanese food i don't like sushi at all but i'm really obsessed with their uh cats chicken katsu curry i could live off that stuff <laughs> um but yeah like if you could go there i would i'd probably live there if i could <laughs> it's so good well i'm i'm now really excited to visit and now i really have to go now when did you go to japan when was the last time that you were there um 2000 and I think I know I went in 2014 and then I went I think it was like three or four years ago the last time I went was it five years ago I think it might have been five actually god I don't know the date <laughs> I don't know the year well, it, was. It, it, was it might have been 2017 ago, I, mean, I could barely remember what I had for breakfast so <laughs> <laughs> I yeah I think it was like you. probably 2017 or 2016 was the last time I went um yeah it was great. <laughs> and do you have any fun stories from when you were there? Uh, ooh. What was that? Can't think now. <laughs> um, there's layers and I can't think of any now. <laughs> you know, when you're like on the spot and you're like, I don't know. And then like later on, you'd be like, oh my God, I could have told them this and then this. And I just can't think. It, all I remember was just being like overwhelmed with like how amazing everything was. And like, I don't know. <laughs> I can't explain. Yeah, no, it's, it's definitely something that I'm excited to, uh, to take part in and to visit. And I just, I'm all about the Japanese food and the culture and yeah. just that's definitely my jam so i can't wait to go there and on a slightly different topic are there any games that you're excited to play that are coming out this fall and beyond there's the that game that's like where you play as a cat and i really want to play that like desperately i think it's called stray oh. um and it's on ps5 i think it might be on pc i don't know but you're like what you, you you're in this like dystopian world or city where like no humans exist it's just robots but robots like act like humans kind of thing but you're a cat you play as a cat where you just like run around the city and like you have like a little backpack on and it's adorable <laughs> i just really want to play as this cat um what else is that there? there was like a game where it was like 
um you you you're driving like in cars but then you can get out and then fight um no idea what it's called I think it was like what was it it was like smash <laughs> like a word like that um but that looked really fun to play um and then oh yeah and the new release of the the breath of the wild the second one i Um, still have to beat the first mm. breath of the wild i'm i'm i think i beat like three of the divine beasts so i have like one more to go and then i have the the boss ganon but then also i have the expansions for it so it's like it's gonna take a while it's gonna take a little while to beat beat the first one but definitely before the second one comes out i'm going to have to dive into that Mm. and so many other games and you did mention halo was a game that you played before destiny and of course we have a pretty little little halo game coming out we probably heard somewhere about it called halo infinite and uh that's that's another game now are you going to be playing halo infinite when that comes out Ooh, maybe (laughs) again if i can find the time um but yeah it's on my list um Definitely. There's so, there's, I need to make an actual list and just write down all the games that I need to play and make sure I tick them off at some point. Because, yeah, definitely. I actually made a list. And, oh Did man, you? I have, I have like 300 games on that list. Oh, my God. I've, I've gotten through maybe like three of them. Really? <laughs> so I don't have much luck because, I, you know, time is so precious these days that it's, it's really tough to find the time to play. And when I do... Mm. There is only one game, and that is Mm. Destiny, and that is my favorite game in the world, Mm. I would say. Now, we do have an interesting question from, I'm going to totally butcher your name, uh, (laughs) Jaume. I I apologize if I pronounced it wrong, but uh, Jaume in chat wants to know, not sure if Emily already said this, but what is her favorite character in the Destiny franchise? uh kate <laughs> um i just I know, yeah, right? I'm yeah. So <laughs> he just had the most he had the most character he was hilarious he, i just loved his like quick witted little remarks all the time um yeah um yeah i don't i don't think anyone could replace like Cade for me he was the best um as cliche as that is and everyone loves Cade, but I, yeah he is <laughs> the best one definitely for me and I, I apologize about Nightbot. He thinks we have Glad on the show. That that was like a year ago. So we don't have Glad on the show tonight. Sorry, Nightbot. Uh, but if you have questions for our guest, please make sure to ask in chat. Uh, and we will make sure to ask on the show. <laughs> and yeah, I love Kate Six. Kate Six is one of my favorite characters. And I was so upset when they killed him off. Oh my god, Sam was like, why are you doing that? He's the best one. Exactly. He's the best character, but I think Cade Six had the biggest personality in the game. Like he was just the funny character that stood out when everybody else was just overly serious. Yeah, like like Zavala. Mm. He's so serious. Like, loosen up, dude. Like, live Mm. a little. It doesn't have (laughs) to be that difficult. And yeah. same thing with Ikora. She's just a Debbie Downer, and she's just, like, all mm. serious. Why I know, there's no one else who's, like, kind of jokery. I kind of like Banshee. He's quite sarcastic and funny. Um, I like his, like, he just tells you off <laughs> a lot. 
which I like. He's like, don't do not do that or something. I don't know. He just says stuff. I'm like, yeah, he's funny. Shax is cool as well. I like Shax. He just yells at you all the time, which is good. Yeah, he yells at me a lot because I'm not very good at the Crucible, so he gives me a lot of a lot of crap about my <laughs> Destiny gameplay yeah. and the Crucible. Oh my god, but... I've not touched the Crucible for so long. Like... I tried to play it when Stasis was like introduced as oh my something god, you play like the worst time to dive in. <laughs> yeah, and I was like, no, <laughs> no, thank you, goodbye. <laughs> Not playing this ever again. Like, I absolutely hated Stasis. Like, I don't know if it's the same as it is now. Like, was it what as it was? But everyone was using Stasis. Everyone using these friggin' tornadoes that come around the corner and like freeze you. Like, oh, I don't know. It just felt like such a cheap move. <laughs> I was just like. No, I don't like it. So yeah, I didn't play Crucible at all. <laughs> yeah, I'll, I'm with you there. I, I played for maybe like five or six matches, like a handful of matches. Mm. And then after trying to combat the, the stasis ability, I just couldn't. And it was so frustrating. It's like, I'm stuck. It really was. What, what am I supposed to do? I'm literally frozen. I can't do anything. Yeah, that's just like... None of the other things... I think the only thing that's similar to that is when you get shot by the thorn and you get poisoned and you go a bit slower. But, yeah, the fact that it literally just freezes you and you're just like, oh, well, I'm dead now. Like, there's no, I can't get out of it because it'll get rid of... Like, it'll cut down my health. And then even if even giving me the time to get out of it, the person's already over and, like, probably sniped me or shotgunned me or something. It's just like, oh. yeah, <laughs> I wasn't I wasn't happy at all. Yeah, no, absolutely. Um, I'm with you there. And I think that's part of the reason why I haven't played as much of the Crucible, but I mm. do enjoy hopping on Iron Banner once in a blue moon. Oh, but yeah. After I, I tried getting the Race Walker and I wanted to get a really good roll and I couldn't. And I spent all of my tokens and I had like oh. 2,000 Iron Banner tokens. I literally <sighs> spent like an hour in the tower trying to like get that right role and oh, didn't happen. Man. And after that, I was like, ah, I'm so not, not upset because it's a mm. game, you know, but I'm just frustrated. Like, a little frustrated. Yeah. But I was just kind of disinterested at that point because it's like, if yeah. I have to grind that much and not get the weapon I want, it's like, okay, that's fine. I'm just going to go play something else. Mm. Mm, and that's kind of what what happened with me uh with that now emily i am curious so what is next for you in your destiny journey as an artist as a creator and as a player in destiny um, just keep on doing what i'm doing <laughs> um yeah just like keep keep doing commissions because i love i love doing them um and keep trying to improve on my own original work so I can pad out my portfolio a bit more. So when I do need to find like another position after Supermassive Games, I feel like I'd have like a bit more substance behind me to try and um, get the next gig. Um, and in Destiny, I need to actually play more of it <laughs> to actually journey further because I literally just jumped on a few hours ago to try and still experience the splicer uh season because when that first came out i saw it and i thought oh my god it's gorgeous like the the whole style and the whole aesthetic it's just oh, i love it and i just never didn't i just didn't have time to actually play it so yeah um i think it 
it goes off on the 24th I think you said so I've, I've literally only got this weekend <laughs> till Tuesday to actually do as much as I can and properly see the whole um season so that's as far as I think I can get at the minute <laughs> um yeah. yeah, so so there are a couple of things that I recommend experiencing in the season before it ends. Uh, one would be the expunge missions and the storyline with uh, with the overrides and all of that. Mm. That's that was really fun to experience. I'm not going to give you any spoilers because I want you to enjoy it for yourself. Okay. But uh, I think from a story perspective, I think Bungie did a really great job, and it was better than in my opinion, any seasonal content piece that we got so far. Mm-hmm. So I think from a story right. narrative perspective, they did a really, really good job with this expansion. Um, it might take you maybe six, seven hours to really do everything between the first and the last, you know, I think there were like eight override missions that you had to do. Right. Uh, and yeah. I think it's worth experiencing it. Definitely yeah. fun. Uh, if you have the time, of course. Yeah, I'm going to make time. <laughs> I need to. And yeah. in, have you played the Vault of Glass raid? No, the only time I played it was in the um, first Destiny. Oh my um, god, so you have I've not, not done the new one yet. So no. I think the good news is I'm pretty sure Vault of Glass is not going away with the new season that's coming out. So oh you gosh. don't have to rush to rush. play it. <laughs> but whenever you're ready... Let us know, because we love playing Vault of Glass. Not going to be a master Vault of Glass, because we are not hardcore players like that. Yeah, me neither. I'm literally a baby in this. Yeah. But we can definitely run you through a Vault of Glass, and uh, we are no strangers to Vogue. And I think that the recreated Vogue, they did a really good job with it. It looks very, very crispy and clean on PC. Mm. And um, you'll get some good drops. The drop rates are, in my opinion, improved from six years ago. So mm-hmm. <laughs> um, so that's a positive thing. I think that you will get whatever weapons that you want from the game. You Sweet. can acquire them. And then I don't know if it's really worth going through the master version of it because they give you the timeless version of the weapon, but it only has like an extra perk that I'm mm-hmm. not even sure if will be usable in the next season. And it has like a new skin that you're able to acquire. But other than that, it's not really worth diving into. But I mean, again, I'm not a hardcore player. If you are, then go no, right I'm ahead. No, I'm definitely not. Absolutely not. <laughs> awesome. I literally, I'm just like a really casual player. Like I'll play when I can, what I can, like with the time that I've been able to give myself but yeah um yeah i'd I'd definitely like to play photographs at some point um just to experience it really like no matter what the drops are just just to play it really yeah i think you're going to enjoy it um there's a little bit of a mechanic change in the atheon encounter which i think makes things a little bit interesting uh but nothing too difficult where it won't feel familiar or uh something that you've done in the past Mm. Cool. So, wow. So, Emily, thank you so much for sharing your amazing Destiny journey with us. And it was so, so late in in your neck of the woods in Great Britain, but you are an absolute trooper for joining us tonight. We do have a few more things to talk about on the show tonight. We have a pretty big bungee reveal that's coming really soon on August 24th. We're going to have a pretty big reveal from Bungie with the introduction of the new season in Destiny. But not only that, 
we have some more exciting things coming with season of the redacted we don't know what it's going to be called yet uh, but we will find out soon enough and uh i feel bungie has been so excited about this new reveal and the new season so i'm really excited to see what bungie brings us and uh they did give us a little bit of a teaser on twitter stating that seven years of destiny has led us here to the precipice of an adventure unlike any other that we've encountered before join us and begin to understand what lies ahead who will survive the truth the truth the truth so drinking the truth is like who the actual or what the traveler actually is like yeah that's that's a good uh guess estimate that that uh, could be it hypothesis. so i'm i'm wondering if the truth will involve savathun maybe and mm. you know what what's going on with osiris osiris yeah. is going? acting a little weird is he like, what's, what's happening what's going on <laughs> what's well, he doing okay so do you want to know or do you want to experience it in the game because i don't want to spoil it oh. for you if you oh okay it's an experience okay I'll, I'll wait then is it in splicer it is, is yes. That, it okay. is in Splicer, and you'll you'll probably learn about that character development, I would say, in the later missions. Uh, but right. there's some interesting things that point to some interesting theories about what is happening with Osiris in the mm. game. And I'm sure our, our chat and our listeners will know what we are talking about, but we don't want to spoil things for Emily, so we're going to keep things <laughs> spoiler-free. <laughs> as she goes through the experience of playing that herself. So I'm curious, what do you both think we will see on August 24th? I don't have a clue. <laughs> I think <laughs> we'll, uh, don't have a clue. We'll definitely, obviously, the new season's dropping on the 24th, so that's going to be like a hard introduction to that. But I think we're going to see something from Witch Queen, too. There's going to oh, yeah. be de- definitely some sort of teaser um they're gonna show something i don't know if they'll have a full they you know who knows they they might have a teaser trailer lined up for it like some sort of character development or something and i think next season obviously will bridge the gap in between uh you know what happens in that season and the witch queen expansion i think Mm. and you know it's um it's hard to say because uh they're very they're very quiet about it you know they they want to they want to reveal it that day you know i don't know if they're going to have some sort of in other in-game event before then um they usually only have that i mean sometimes they have it from season to season right because you remember the almighty uh blowing up in the sky that was during a season actually so and then when the traveler, remember before, right before Beyond Beyond Light launched, the traveler was like he had us. They had led us all the way over to the the lost city where we were all standing in front of the traveler, and then it like the pyramid ships like took all the you know took those four destinations basically, and the traveler protected us from us being eliminated by the pyramid ships. Yeah. Do we get to learn about more about those? Like who they are, what they are. That's that's a possibility (laughs) too. The the darkness, right? Like the darkness itself. They they sort of disappeared, said some stuff, and then left. (laughs) 
I, I yeah. thought that's my experience with them at the minute. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm curious where Marsov went and what's happening yeah. with that narrative. And I'm sure because Bungie has been so quiet about her, I think we're going to oh, start yeah. seeing a little bit more uh, going mm. to next season and hopefully yeah, she, into the Witch Queen. Yeah. She hasn't been around since like Forsaken, Marsov. Mm. So where, where did exactly. she went? Like, isn't there, I don't know if this is part of the law, but like in the Dreaming City, if you look up, there's like a black hole looking thing in the sky and that leads to like where the Awoken came from or something. Oh yeah, the, um, what was it called? I I can't remember the name. It came from like another dimension or another universe, like a multiverse. Yeah, yeah. And that's where Marisov and the Awoken sort of like came from. Because they were escaping, probably escaping the darkness, which makes sense. And then, yeah, now they're here. Maybe. I don't know. That's a good theory. That's a good theory, actually. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And I mean, it would be the perfect time for her to come back because when was she, you know, she was here, like uh, the cutscene when we fought Oryx, when we were fighting Oryx in Destiny 1. She was like in that main cutscene when the Awoken were trying to, like, assault the ship the dreadnought yeah and everything you know and now with Thune basically looming you know because uh with the witch queen expansion coming it would make sense for her to reappear mm. you know mm. not only her probably the the one with the that the emissary of the nine like as yeah. well yeah. Uh, you know too so and, you know, I, I would yeah. be curious, are we going to see any of the Witch Queen during this major reveal? I think we're going to get a teaser trailer. Yeah, I feel like I feel like we'll get a teaser trailer because what I was ta- uh, uh, you know, talking to Emily about, I think what it's going to do is it's going to bridge the gap. Next season is going to bridge the gap between that season, the events and then Witch Queen and everything. Mm. You know, it's going to lead right into it, basically. Yeah, sounds sounds plausible. Yeah, no, I think you're right. I think that we're definitely going to see something from the Witch Queen. There's got to be something because here's the thing. Bungie is way too excited about this for there not to be something major that they will show off. Yeah, and didn't they say it was like the seventh the seventh year or something? And seven is like a really prominent yeah. number for oh, them. That's so. a great point. Yeah, this Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for two forty nine dollars a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today, or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. This is year so, seven. This yeah. is year yeah. seven of the franchise. Yep. Seven years exactly. of death. Yep. So the, 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 it must be something big if they've planned it to be released on this particular seventh year. So that makes sense. Yeah. And yeah. I would not be surprised if this coming season in Destiny 2 will probably, I'm going to guess, be the biggest one yet because Ooh, yeah. of the implications that we have going into the Witch Queen. But also, if you think about it, Bungie was planning on releasing the next major expansion this fall. I think 
they're probably going to give us at least some of the content they were planning on releasing with the Witch Queen. And I can definitely see this season being a little bit more substantial than previous seasons. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Makes I sense, mean, they, really. they got a pretty big weapon update, like, you know, inbound. And we're going to talk about that weapon update in just a bit. Uh, But before we do, I want to make some predictions about what we will see in just a few days on August 24th. Now, one thing that I'm curious about is the endgame content, because I think that, you know, once you beat the game, once you level up your character, there's endgame. And we've played through the Vault of Glass. Most of us have, right? Maybe Emily hasn't played through it yet, but she will. Um, But what will be the major endgame content that we'll be seeing in the game? Do you both think it could be something else? Maybe another raid from the past, perhaps? I don't know if it'll be a raid. (laughs) That's going to be... Imagine if they brought back Tank and King. I know they probably won't. I mean, I would love it if they brought back (laughs) King's Fall. Yeah, that would be be great. I I think it's going to be a little bit smaller scale though yeah not realistic really yeah i mean (laughs) would that be amazing oh yeah absolutely um yeah not possible i'm thinking something along the line of like a prison of elders yeah oh my god i loved that that was so much fun i I mean absolutely mad on that (laughs) i know prison of elders was great and i talk about it all the time and i'm sure everybody's tired of hearing it <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> i really like the um the strike that's kind of like you know kind of prison oh yeah the, um, the warding and the warden of nothing yeah yeah and i'm good. like why can't it be the actual prison of elders instead of just a pretend one <laughs> right. or the real one <laughs> yeah it's just something there was something just very fun about prison of elders i mean mm-hmm. i felt like it got the encounters right it got the loot philosophy right yeah, exactly. Um, I really liked the rewards at the end. That was like the best part. Wait, and then you had to like it tell you had to guess or it'd tell you like which room to have to run into and you'd be like running around in circles, like which one's gonna be? And then it'd be like a random one, you're gonna like run in and yeah, I loved it. It was great fun. Yeah, just going uh, in that room of gold and opening the chest at the end. Yeah. You know, like yeah, it was it was really cool. Um yeah. yeah, that was a lot of fun, uh, especially going through the challenge of beating skull loss that first week oh my god man yeah. that was just fun and i, I remember uh, when we so went fun. into it and it took us six hours to get to the boss and then we couldn't beat the boss and oh man we just <sighs> we were we were on the game for such a long time that it was like you can't because it, it, it felt like a raid it felt like a yeah. three, per, three person raid <laughs> it basically. did yeah i think that's I why i really be, enjoyed oh, it as well because it was like felt kind of exclusive in its own rights kind of thing of what what it was it wasn't just a strike it was it was literally like a mini raid and kind of similar to the uh, prophecy dungeon things at the minute right Um, yeah they're kind of similar in that kind of style so if they brought prison of elders back and maybe like beefed it up a bit that'd be pretty sick yeah if we don't get that you just mentioned it dungeon yeah another dungeon that'd be cool Yeah, I yeah. think I think we're due for a new dungeon in the game, so I can yeah. definitely see that being a thing that we get. Plus, I'm going to make a prediction. I think we're going to get two new exotics in the game with two mm-hmm. exotic quests in the yeah. upcoming season in Destiny. Mark my words, I think that's what will happen. We will wait and see, and we'll probably 
I don't think they're going to tell us everything on August 24th. I think they are going to keep certain things under wraps as a surprise. But I mm-hmm. think that as the season progresses, we're going to see some really cool surprises. Maybe a mission like Whisper of the Worms. That might yeah. be a thing that's in the works. Uh, but we will have to wait and see. And I'm curious, on the topic of exotics, are we going to get any returning exotics in the game? Has that been mm-hmm. confirmed or mentioned? I, I heard rumor of super good vice, I think. Um, I, uh, that's what I heard was rumored. I heard no land beyond. Might have been rumored Oh my too. God, I was obsessed with no land beyond. So was I. <laughs> I, 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 I was, was a big, big fan of No Land Beyond. Like, I don't know what it was with that gun. It just... Yeah. I think it because was it was so used. challenging to try and actually, you know, use properly. And then once you actually got, were able to use it, it was like, yes, I've done this. <laughs> I can yeah, shoot with this it. gun. When I, when I got a no scope in the Crucible, like when somebody was charging yes, at me and I, I no scoped well. somebody with it. Oh, wait. I, I had never screamed so hard i felt like in the game i was just like oh my god (laughs) i I literally stopped (laughs) like as as i did it i stopped i was like did that actually just happen (laughs) like trying to save the video as fast as i could on my ps4 like actually it actually did happen like this hunter jumped up was just about to shoot his shadow like his um his like bow thing literally about to shoot it and i just got him immediately and he just fell out the air and i was like was that me did i actually do that (laughs) it was amazing yeah that's great. <laughs> yeah, I, I used to go into the crucible with just two snipers. I'd have the new land beyond on and like some other like sniper um, as my secondary. And I'd force myself to be good at the crucible by just using snipers. It was horrific, but I got really good for like a good few months. And now I'm absolutely terrible. <laughs> I can't can't play crucible at all again. But it was so <laughs> much fun. Yeah, that's definitely my bread and butter sniping <laughs> as well. So, yeah. Um, I'm gonna I'm gonna make a, a a wish come true, hopefully, kind of a prediction. I'm really hoping that Icebreaker comes back, and I know it's not going to come back. I know oh, yeah. that it's too powerful, but that was like one of my favorite exotics in the game, and I I miss having something like Icebreaker. And if they can make it work in the game, mm, sometime in the future, even if it's just for that next season, right? Even if they kind of make it irrelevant after that, I still would really want that experience of having icebreaker back yeah it'd be just good to have as like one of your exotics as well just like having having your little arsenal of like, like exotic two in strikes yeah isn't that right shadow price yeah so how will the game be impacted by a pretty big feature that we've been really wanting for a long time now and i'm talking about crossplay Crossplay is coming oh, to yeah. Destiny 2. How will that impact things? How will it impact PvE? How will it impact PvP? What do you both think? Like the frame rates are going to be different. So um, isn't that going to like affect people's ability to be faster at like getting like shot and stuff? I don't know. Well, the Would fact that if, <laughs> if you're still playing on PS4, I'm I in Xbox One, I'm sorry. Yeah. <laughs> like if you opt in to play against PC players, like, ooh, you might have a rough time. Mm-hmm. Um just because like you said, they're gonna have the higher frame rate. Yeah. At but wouldn't it be mixed? Range. Like do you, would would you not have any control over who is partnered like paired with you? It would just be like a free-for-all of whoever's so playing it, on whatever. It'll definitely be a bigger pool of players. Yeah. 
too. So it'll make finding matches easier because you'll have oh, a yeah, bigger definitely. pool, like, you know, of players. Mm. And, and, you know, with the announcement too, as well, uh, with Bungie uh, partnering with uh, that, uh, what is it, Battle Eye for anti-cheat, that's actually, you know, that's, that's that, huge. That was just announced today. Oh, yeah. I didn't know about that. Yeah, so they're that's going good. to have some kind of an anti-cheat system in the Crucible. I think Oops. a much-needed change. I think every Crucible player has been asking for this, who hasn't been cheating in the game, of course. People who cheat uh, are just ridiculous. Like, do they not have anything better to do? Do they not want to be good at the game themselves? Like, why, why bother how cheating? Do you, how do you get satisfaction out of you know, cheating? Exactly, you're just pretending. Game. May as well just yeah. pay someone else to play your game. Like, it doesn't make any sense. Exactly. Which people actually do yeah. as well. They do yeah. that. Yeah, I don't get any of that. It annoys me. I'm like, you bought the game to play, so enjoy the game. Like, why, why would you want to ruin it for yourself and pretend that you're, like, good? Because you're going to be worse because you're not actually, like, training your skills. You're just getting worse because you're letting the computer do it for you. Yeah. Bloody cheaters. <laughs> <laughs> Grind yeah, my ideas. It, it definitely ruins the experience for all players, and I think that's one of the reasons why Crucible has been going through so many challenges over the past mm. couple of years. With uh, the switch from Battle.net to Steam, I think that didn't really help oh, because yeah. I think Steam became a bit more difficult to manage in terms of players who would utilize these exploits in the game. So mm. I definitely am excited to see these changes coming to destiny and i think bungie realized this in the introduction of crossplay and man i still can't believe it's coming next week not even a week from now now i do want to give everybody a uh, a little bit of a disclaimer please make sure if you are playing in multiple platforms like myself log in on the 24th on the platform that has your primary username because that will be your bungee id going forward so if you have a different name on ps4 or ps5 and then you have a different name on pc mm. you want to be mindful of that so you don't lose your name and i know shadow price is going to have to make a tough decision because <laughs> we might not be calling him shadow price for much longer isn't that right shadow price i mean on the podcast well but yeah as far as going forward i'm probably going to sign in on ps5 can Keep Killtastic Tyrant. Wow. So, oh man. Yeah. Breaking news on the Destiny show Shadow Price is changing things up. He's going to join the spirit of change in Destiny and he's going to change his name. That's oh, yeah. Because that, that was the name I came up with when I, you know, went to PlayStation. You know, we, we spent a long time on PlayStation and Destiny 1, you know. So, I mean, it was just like, I felt like, like a that, nostalgia. Yeah. Like I feel like that was the past. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, Sh Shadow Price had another name on Xbox. Is that <laughs> yeah, yeah, I did. <laughs> so so why not that name? Uh I don't know. I, I feel like that one's a little juvenile, a little bit. I've kind of I, I I like it because it's funny. You know what it is? It's a reference from the movie Office Space. That that's oh, yeah. that, okay. that's and what it is. What's the name, Shadow Price? Morning Woodrow, <laughs> <laughs> like the name of the apartment complex oh in God, office space is called Morning Woodrow Apartments. That's amazing. Yeah. And it is also a obviously, you know, it's a, another reference to Beavis and Butthead 
because they would like talk about it like you know in in the in their episodes and i'm a huge mike judge fan and i met him in person and got his autograph so i mean he's like my spirit animal (laughs) 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 so yeah that name was something that just kind of you know came out of that and it was just you know because i was just trying to be funny Like it was during Halo days, remember, Corn? You were killed by Morning Woodrow. <laughs> like, <laughs> That—that's what I wanted it to say, and that's why I called myself that. So, out of curiosity, why not ask the community to decide your fate? Why don't you let the Guardians make your fate for you? <laughs> I'm the just Guardians saying, make my fate. I think the Guardians should make your fate for you. There um, are some like really funny names on PS4 I've seen. Or just in, in, in general, people's names, like like your morning Woodrow. There is there's been some really, really funny names on there. Yeah. Like I, I need to screenshot some of them. I think I have some, but yeah. Oh, there's some real fun like Steam ones too, Steam names. Oh yeah. my god. Those ones are way out there. Yeah. Like yeah. <laughs> <laughs> They they go pretty deep. Yeah. But yeah, it was supposed to be a goof. That that's what it was. It was just I'm gonna be a goof, something jokey, something mm, funny. I like jokey names, like, they're funny. Yeah. <laughs> that was the whole reason for it. <laughs> so now I'm curious, Emily, are you primarily a PvP player or a PvE player? PvE. Um, just because I'm so out of touch with playing at the minute that PvP just seems like a whole other level to to try and like play on definitely yeah exactly <laughs> so it's... i wouldn't I, I can't jump into that i think i need to like practice a bit more um you gotta ease yourself back exactly yeah. yeah i used mm-hmm. to be a primarily pvp i was obsessed with it um just because i, I in felt destiny myself... one weren't right in destiny yeah, one yeah even yeah, destiny same. 2 i got really really into it and i i, I was like at times i was I, too yeah yeah, it was just it was just the satisfaction of noticing that you were getting better, and I was like, I'm actually getting good at this. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and but then yeah, life took over, and then I just couldn't I couldn't pump in the amount of time that I was. So yeah, it's uh, gone away now. <laughs> yeah, uh, I totally feel you there. The time time is so scarce these days that it's really it hard is. to find the time to do everything we want to do. So on a slightly different topic. Bungie talks about surviving the truth. I'm curious, what could the truth be? And why why would they say that we have to survive that truth? What are we surviving? What do you I'm gonna go with this, I'm gonna go with this theory again. Like, and it has to do with this image. Like you see the image where it says the Destiny 2 showcase and the image that they've, you know, been, you know, uh going with for that. What's the image? Lo- I don't know if I've lo- seen it. It's on their um, it's on their uh, website. Okay. And it's look. on the main page of the Bungie uh, website, and it says Destiny Two Showcase Survive the Truth, and the image is off to the right. Now, this looks like to me, like I, I've mentioned this on the show before, this looks like when the speaker was held captive on Gaul's ship. Oh yeah. And like with his arms up, the head and the body and everything. And who was the speaker? Right, he spoke for the uh, the traveler. Yeah. You know. So is this are we going to find out that the speaker actually didn't die like on Gull's ship? Like, could he be mm-hmm. uh, under the influence of Sadothun, possibly um, like because she seems to be a master manipulator, you know, 
like when she yeah, had Riven like you know corrupted, and you know so it's like oh yeah what I. I, I don't know. I just see it in that image for some reason. Like mm-hmm. I and my and I my eyes can't unsee it now for some reason. <laughs> You're you know? stuck with that now. But it's also you know what it is. It also looks like a tricorn, like the the the, the destiny tricorn symbol. That's some sort of like corrupted. But you know what else looks like the tricorn looks like the speaker again. <laughs> yeah. Look like look at the tricorn. There's a head. There's two arms and a body. Look at that. No, you're right. You I know? didn't even consider that. You're totally right. Yeah. And the speaker had that oval-shaped head, too. So I'm telling you, I, I oh, if I'm right, I'm going to be just like, whoa. This is, like, <laughs> crazy. <laughs> like, yeah. So uh, I think I think we're going to see Sabathun in some capacity, and I think she will be related to the truth. I it think kind of also looks like, sorry, the, the, the logo, it looks like the uh, Taken King logo. A little bit, A little bit. yeah. A little, A little bit, bit, yeah. So mm-hmm. I, yeah, it definitely will be to do with... There's definitely a corruption, though. You, if you look around, like, the the way it's wavy, and you can tell that there's some sort of, like, darkness imbued in it, possibly. Well, yeah, like, green, when you, when, when you see, like, green light, it usually means... Um, like Poison, evil, or... corruption, evil. Exactly. Yeah. You're right. So I, I, yeah, it definitely hints towards Savathun. Um, something yeah. of her coming about. Yep. Yeah. It really, just uh, like gonna, thing. I'm gonna predict that the Sav- that Savathun is the truth, and she is the enemy that we will have to survive. To uncover the truth and to find out really. And who has happened. she manipulated? In I, her. I, can't, I can't say because I don't want to spoil things for anyone. No, 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 no. Not I'm not just saying one, but how many has she has Wait. she will she be will she manipulate? How many like she like already was responsible for Riven being taken? Maybe um, she took Marisov. Oh. Ooh. Oh, wow. That's a good there's a good theory right okay, there. I, I like that. Think about that. And you, and you know what? I mean, like, stuff's gone. <laughs> and and that's good. Is like about. So. And it, and it all plays into the name, the Witch Queen. Witch Queen. Yeah. They're both queens. You know, Marisov's the queen. Of, exactly. <laughs> oh. But maybe Marisov is actually into it, and she's because she. I think she's got a bit of a dark edge, Mara. She's she's not. Marisov. Oh my god. She's I, defo got a bit of a. Bit spice in there. <laughs> She's not. She does. Yeah. So I bet she has maybe made a deal with Savathun for something, um, for like personal gain or something. Or they've teamed maybe. up for something like. A, yeah, I or, don't know. What if she <laughs> being controlled, like like her brother was yeah. controlled? But her brother was a bit weaker minded. Like Mara's Zepho, not weak minded. She's strong. So I don't know if maybe she's manipulated her. Maybe. Right. I don't know. I wouldn't say she has the power of a Sabathun, but like, you know, definitely up there, you know, yeah, like but she, on, she was on the able, um, with the, the dragon, she was able to not manipulate, but she was very specific with her words when she was making those wishes. So she didn't have any bad things happen because the wishes always like go twisted or something, don't they? But she was able to like specifically say, 
exactly what she wanted out of Riven and Riven was like really pissed off at the fact that there was no loopholes that she could exploit um because Marisol got everything she wanted out of Riven so that's why I'm thinking like Mara's smart and I don't I don't I couldn't see her being manipulated she's she's got there's something about her that's a little bit too edgy that would she would allow that to happen I feel like she'd rather make a deal and like team up and we know Eris is going to fit into this equation somewhere, right? Oh, yeah. Like, you know, it's uh, she was already seeing like the you know, Sabathun basically like telling mm. Zavala like she's coming, you know, like, yeah. we, you know, so it's so, like we have that threat and obviously the darkness threat, too. Oh, yeah. You know, maybe so maybe it, they're trying to get rid of the darkness. And Mara's teamed up with Savathun to do a deal to try and get rid of the darkness because the darkness is like everyone's threat, isn't it? Like darkness every- is is yeah, uh, universe ending. <laughs> yeah, basically. and like usually, like you end up having to team up with your enemies to fight your common enemy. So maybe something in that kind of area. So let me let me potentially blow your mind. What if we have to become part of that darkness in order to destroy it? What that makes sense because we have way... to do that for stasis. I mean, we? we're already, yeah, we already, you know, we're already definitely dabbling in the darkness with stasis. Yeah. And there are rumors that we could be getting a corruption subclass in Witch Queen. Like, yeah. our, our, uh, uh, what is it, a poison class, basically. Mm. Like, where we would learn like a, like a, yeah, poison or corruption or something That's like cool. that. Yeah. Yeah, it'd be interesting. That does and make I'm, sense. And I'm I'm curious, how will this season end? Or has it already ended? Will we get anything else between now and when the new season begins? Are we going to expect maybe a live event that might happen? Maybe after the August 24th reveal, maybe something will happen in the game and we will all be asked to gather in the tower or something along those lines that will lead to the story to continue into the next season. What do you both think? Hmm. Kate yeah, comes back. <laughs> no, <laughs> that would be amazing, but probably not. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, that's. I mean, that's always a possibility. I mean, that's what happened from the last season, a season of Rivals into Beyond Light. Um, mm. There was a that live event of the Traveler, basically protecting everyone from the darkness take uh destroying us no i think that's that's interesting i think we could potentially see something in the game because uh the way that the season ended in my opinion thus far it almost feels like there has to be something else there that introduces you into the next season and i could be wrong it could be maybe something that starts with the next season so that's another possibility but We'll have to wait and see. And officially, the new season begins on Tuesday, correct? On the 24th after reset, correct? Yeah. Yep. Mm. Uh, there's a pre-show at 8. And then the, the uh, I believe the reveals at uh, 9 a.m. Uh, Pacific time, 12 p.m. Uh, Eastern. Very cool. Well, I'm, I'm excited because it, it has been a while since Bungie gave us a really big reveal like this so it's gonna be really interesting to see what they show us and we're also getting a pre-show i don't remember ever getting a pre-show in the past 
I could be the wrong. only the only time I remember having a pre-show was for the Destiny 2 reveal event. That's the only time I remember them yeah. doing a pre-show. Yeah. So a lot of exciting things to be looking forward to. But we have another thing that kind of happened today in Destiny. Not a big thing. Small things, right? Little little update we call This Week at Bungie. Or the Bungie Weekly Update. And Shadow Price, do you want to kick things off? What did we learn this week in the Bungie Weekly Update or this week at Bungie? Uh, okay, so strap in. It's going to be a long one, guys. Uh, this is brought to you by Cosmo. Um, so they're talking weapons. Uh, it's the last week of the TWAB. Uh, it's been a blast watching Guardians splice their way through the Vex network. Uh, tackle the Vault of Glass, pile up a ton of rewards during the season of Splicer. And they have a jam-packed a lot of Destiny moments since Beyond Light debuted last fall. And that they say, as we prepare to look forward to next week, let's take a look back at some of the most epic Destiny moments. And there's a nice little YouTube video that everybody can uh, view at their leisure. Uh, Vault of Glass, uh, the um, Season of the Splicer uh, story missions, and so on. And they say, we are less than a week away from the big reveal showcase. No spoilers, but we have a tune-in page set up. And we'll be streaming on both Twitch and YouTube on August 24th. Seven years of destiny have led to this moment. Join us to learn more about the new adventure unlike anything you've encountered before. Pre-show is starting at 8 a.m. Pacific, Pacific, and the showcase itself will kick off at 9 a.m. Pacific. Come find out if you can survive the truth. Wow. Mm. Okay. Powerful words. Mm -hmm. Powerful words there. So we go from that to weapon tuning. So uh, they go on to uh, say that next week's update is ushering in a new season and a big sandbox update to go with it. We have already covered ability tuning here, armor and mod changes here. And now it's time to go over what is changing with weapons. Here's weapon feature lead Chris Proctor with a full rundown. Uh, Chris Proctor goes on to say, uh, we've got a lot to talk about for season 15, including stasis weapons, a rework of fusion rifles and several changes intended to make certain weapons more relevant in the new activity and with the new artifact mods. Let's kick off by clarin clarifying some terminology. So they have a definition of terms. Some of the recent info on weapons we put in out has been confusing. And while I generally like to use our internal terms for concepts where possible, in some cases, these require too much explanation to use them externally. Here are some definitions, clarifications, clarifications to help. Fall off. Internally, we use fall off min and fall off max to mean start and end. But moving forward, we'll use these externally using damage as an example. But the same logic applies to aim assist and whatnot. So damage fall off start. They go on to say the distance at which damage fall off begins or stops doing maximum damage. Damage fall off end. The distance at which damage fall off ends or hits the damage fuller. Projectiles. We use various terms to describe these types externally, including borrowing terms from other genres, but have settled on these. Hit scan, a projectile that instantly hits. This applies to most weapons in the game. For example, auto rifles, hand cannons, fusion rifles, fully drawn bows, and most distance. Non-hit scan, a projectile with travel time, sometimes having physics bounces and often having not, uh, explosive damage and or homing. For example, rocket launchers, Grenade launchers, partially drawn bows, Jotun. Shotguns, spread angle, the cone that pellets come out in, not to be confused with one of the other types of cones. This determines the size of the outer ring below. 
Destiny 2 shotguns don't have PRNG for pellet distribution. Uh, though, yes, it sure feels like sometimes, which seems worth diving into. A shotgun shot contains 12 pellets spread out across three rings as follows. Center, one pellet right in the middle. Inner ring, four wedges with one pellet each. And outer ring, seven wedges with one pellet each. So aside from the center, which is a fixed location, each pellet is only randomized inside a defined wedge angle and inner outer radius. Global. Season 15 introduces legendary stasis weapons, and we've seen concern about how these are intended to work, particularly in PvP, so here are some details. Stasis power weapons are in the power slot, but all other stasis weapons are in the kinetic slot. This is to avoid overcrowding the energy slot, and so that it's reasonable to use one in match game content. The kinetic slot won't be renamed at this time. Stasis weapons don't intrinsically do anything different for weapons of other damage types but they are only weapons that can roll with stasis perks. We generally intend stasis perks with slowing freezing or, or freezing effects to have a kill trigger. This being easy enough to trigger in PVE and fun to use, but not obnoxious to play against in PVP. Now that we've addressed quick draws, permanent plus 100 handling buff, we see more people using the quick swap glitch. The glitch uses combinations of inputs to animation cancel, allowing near instant weapon swaps. We want the handling stat to continue to have value on weapons and don't want, for example, aggressive shotguns to lose their key downside, slow swaps, due to an unintentional side effect of the animation system. They fix the quick swap glitch. Uh, they go on to say, running out of primary ammo has never been tactically interesting. Running out in hard PvE content or because you were in a, on a tear in PvP was a weird and sometimes frustrating experience that we would like to not subject anyone to in the future. So here's the change. All primary ammo weapons now have infinite ammo. Inertia, inertia override has been adjusted to account for there being no primary bricks. See the 8-5-20-21 abilities, Twab. Drop mags downside uh, reducing reserve ammo is now meaningless. We work to be reload speed, magazine size. Compact arrow shafts upside of increasing re uh, reserve ammo likewise. Rework to be plus reload plus handling. They've updated some uh, other perks that refer to reserves in a way that's no longer accurate. See notes on fighting line and sweet business in the exotic section below. Target farming trials weapons is much more efficient in season 15 and we have some cool new perks for players to play with all we wanted to put on Trials Weapons. So they got on to say all Trials Weapons available in Season 15 now have seven perks in each column. It was before five. Uh, continuing on, uh, so when they go on to say that when max power levels on weapons launched and we reissued several weapons, we saw how frustrated players were at having to regrind their favorite roles since the perk pools hadn't changed. Based on that, our reissue guidelines from season 13 onwards were to replace most of the perks. Turns out that was an overcorrection and that certain perks and original pools had become part of the identity of a weapon. Moving forward for reissues will be to remove the least useful two to three perks and add two to three newer perks that give the weapon some new options and may result in entirely new top tier roles without removing the old one. We made some small adjustments to the weapons reissued in 3.2.1 update to move these in the direction of the new reissue guidelines. And if you were wondering why our community managers were asking for everyone's favorite roles, now you know. They, uh, here's the changes. They added one or two of the original perks to each column for the Luna weapons reissued in 3.2.1. 
i.e. the lectern weapons only. Since these can be target farmed, we're okay with increasing the size of the perk pools in this case. They also added one of the original perks to one or both the columns for the Dreaming City weapons reissued in 3.2.1, Tiger Spite, Twilight Oath, and Abide the Return. Since these, since these can't be target farmed yet, we didn't want to increase the size of the pools by more than one. They go on next to talk about the archetypes. No, exotics receive these changes as written unless otherwise mentioned in the exotic section below. Breach grenade launchers are increasing as a pain point in PvP, and with the shotgun nerf, we're seeing a small increase in usage. This change aims to reduce the ease of getting big splash damage for priming or cleaning up targets. We'll watch how things change and make further adjustments in a future update if needed. Note that we're fine with how they perform in PvE, so have com compensated there. Uh, here are the changes. I reduced the blast radius by 0.4 meters. Example, max blast radius decreased from 4.55 meters to 4.15 meters. Minimum blast radius decreased from 3.8 meters to 3.4 meters. Reduced the splash damage by 20, which reduces total damage for a direct hit from 220 to 200 before taking spike or proximity grenades into account. They increased the damage in PvE by 12%. Because of the above splash damage change, this results in a small overall buff to the combined damage. Wither Horde is unaffected. While machine gun usage is surprisingly high, we felt that they weren't fulfilling their intended role in high difficulty content. Ammo efficient add clear, ammo efficient add clear, and secondary single target sustained damage. Here's the changes. Increased damage in PvE by 20%. Scout rifles and hand cannons have felt weaker than we'd like in hard PV content for quite a while. Here's the change. Increased damage versus miners by 15%. Fusion rifles have benefited indirectly from the mid-season 14 shotgun nerf, but fusion rifle subfamilies weren't as different from each other as we have wanted, and we're, we weren't are all useful in a variety of content. So we looked at all the options we had for diversifying them and ended up with some substantial changes. This isn't intended to be a global buff to fusion rifles, but we expect some of these to be better counters to other than the weapons that they were previously. Note that we have also evaluated some other options, which are worth a bit of a discussion. Uh, here. So here are the, some of the changes. Given the projectile travel time, we did like the idea of this behavior in Destiny 1, but an investigation found that there are networking issues with fire and rapid bursts of non-hit scan projectiles, and they didn't play well as we wanted them to. We may look at this option again in the future. Burst rate of fire. This would have been meant touching design data and audio for every fusion rifle we've ever shipped. Well beyond the scope we wanted for this change and also not that interesting a change. So they went on to increase the PVE damage bonus such that all subfamilies have a 15% PVE bonus. Previously high impact was 0%. Precision and adaptive were 10%. And rapid fire was 12.5%. Pushed subfamilies further apart, adjusting charge time, shots fired per burst, was seven for all subfamilies, and damage. Note that the base below means without battery perks, a charge time masterwork or the adept charge time mod. High impacts charge slower, and while still strong, require more playing to use effectively. Base, so here are the changes. Uh, the base charge time increased from 0.86 seconds to one second on high impacts. Shots per burst reduced from seven to five. Reduce total damage per burst. In playtesting, we found that the charging the that charging these in the open is super risky, but pre-charging around corners or otherwise, the safety is very effective. 
With the reduced shots per burst, they are now less reliant on stability, so can stack a bit more range. Precisions and adaptives are close to unchanged. Base charge time is unchanged. Shots per burst is unchanged at 7. Very slightly increased total damage per burst. In playtesting, we feel that these are very effective all around without sleeping, stepping on the niche, niches of high impacts and rapid fires. Um, rap, I'll be, he, uh, he goes on to say, I'll be keeping a good plug one for PvP. Rapid fires charge faster, allowing them to be used reactively against charging enemies or aggressively when pushing forward. Here are some of the changes. Base charge time decreased from 0.54 seconds to 0.46 seconds. Shots per burst increased from 7 to 9. Increased total damage per burst. In playtesting, we found that these are very effective against shotgun rushers. The combination of them needing to be closer and you having a shorter charge time work well together. Uh, work well together. And if you have good enough timing, you can fire two bursts with a rapid fire before a high impact user finishes charging their first. With the increased shots per burst, these are now more reliant on stability. With the, with the increased damage, they're less reliant on range. Parts of the work required adjusting several fusion rifles and one mod. So backup plans implementation was incompatible with the fusion rifle changes and we felt like the perk could use a rework anyway. So they uh, went on to remove a plus 100 to the charge time stack, adjusted charge time uh, multiplier from 0.85 to 0.7, now scales damage by 0.8. Liquid coils and accelerated coils needed a rework for similar reasons. Both converted to a scale charge time and damage instead of modifying the charge time stat. The final effect is much of the same as before, but these are now more robust. However, they won't visibly change the charge time stat in the inspection screen. The adapt charge time mod felt pointless, and we felt like it would still be balanced against other mods if it didn't reduce damage. Change functionality to scale charge time directly instead of changing the charge time stat without adjusting the damage. A note on charge time masterwork. A fusion rifle's damage is determined by its charge time stat, similar to how most other weapons' damage is determined by their rate of fire stat. Masterworks can only increase weapon stats for performance reasons, so it's not possible to change how charge time maps onto damage without big changes to how the charge time stat works. We investigated doing by making a masterwork the masterwork a perk, but this would cause fusion rifles to exceed the perk budget, resulting in bad things happening, as mentioned in the prior TWAB. So with the fusion rifle rework, we feel that this masterwork is more viable. It now rarely reduces bolts to kill, so many feel like feel, many may feel not feel like a downgrade in the same way as before. We'll be watching to see how this plays out and have some options to address the issue if that's still needed. Adjusted the fusion rifle stat order so it matches other weapons. Stability and handling were out of order. This is a big change to fusion rifles, including all exotic fusions, so we'll be watching for any major issues and we'll make tweaks as needed. Do you have any questions about that or anything uh, before you talk about exotics? That's a lot. That's a lot of information. So let's let's dive into this. So what what is the most profound change for you with the upcoming weapon changes that we had noted? It looks like fusion rifles. Like it had the biggest section. Like how how much like each of them is are changing. It seems like the rapid fire ones are going to be way more lethal. Because they said you're going to be able to get two bursts off before you get one burst off, like of a high impact, like in PvP, like, um, yeah, that's going to be interesting how that will, uh, you know, play out. In yeah, the new, uh, it almost it almost feels to me like Bungie is really making fusion rifles shine again. And remember, we joked about this 
with fusion rifles becoming the new meta. And I think that's exactly what's going to happen with this upcoming season. I think fusion rifles are going to be deadly. Now, I'm curious, how will this impact a weapon called the Vex Mythoclast? Because since it came into the game, I don't think it has been very viable as an option. I think you're going to read about that in the exotics uh, here in a little bit. I think so, too. So we're going to dive into the exotics and all of the changes that are happening. One more thing I want to mention. Uh, Willow Horde said it in the chat. Definitely excited for that machine gun buff, and I agree. Them getting buffed by 20% in PvE is huge. That's a that's a really good buff. And hopefully machine guns will now have a little bit more lethality like in, in PvE content. Because I, I do like using them. Problem is, is they were weak. So hopefully getting that 20% buff will make a difference. Yeah, no, I think you're right. Uh, I think that's going to be an interesting change in the game. So let's dive into the exotic changes that are happening in the game. And if there's any one weapon that will be getting changes, of course, Anarchy, you know, and Bungie did state that Anarchy has been dominant for years now. And that um, being a near mandatory for certain raid bosses. And I agree. I think that for certain activities, the anarchy has been an absolute necessity. Um, And the changes that we'll be seeing is that um, the anarchy will have a reduced total reserve plus magazine ammunition from 26 to 16. That's a pretty big reduction. Wow. In addition to a reduction of damage by 30% against bosses. And they did note champions are not bosses so there you go you have reduced uh, ammo but you'll still be decent against champions Um, yeah it's that's going to be a really interesting change that that comes into the game and i think that's part of them pretty much changing the meta right we are going to see some changes anarchy will not be as viable of an option but also breach and clear is going away so if you are used to using Breach and Clear, that was the seasonal perk, and it's going to be no more. So that's that's one thing that will be happening in the game with Anarchy. So if you really enjoy your Anarchy, get use of it for the next five days because it's going to be less of a viable option very soon. Next up, we have the Xenophage. Xenophage was already top-notch, so didn't need to benefit from the global machine gun buff. It does benefit from the damage per bullet buff to machine guns, but now has slower rate of fire to compensate, resulting in slightly lower damage per second, but higher burst damage and sustainable damage since it now has more ammo efficiency. It will have a reduced rate of fire from 120 to 90 RPM in addition to receiving less of the machine gun PVE damage buff. So there we have it. Xenophage will also be slightly toned down, but it looks like that's being balanced a bit more, not necessarily just completely nerfed. So I think that we have kind of a balance there. What do you think about this uh, update, Shadow Price? Are you okay with them changing Xenophage? Uh, Has that been really a viable option for you? Have you been using Xenophage much? I mean, it's good against, like, you know, some... Uh, the bosses and things like that and um you know it reducing the rate of fire i don't know if i agree with that it was already fired kind of slow 
So they're reducing it from 120 to 90. Like, so I, I don't know. I think that's going to hurt the weapon a little bit. Yeah, I um, think so too. But uh, yeah, and I think they, they might adjust it as we go. I think that initially they're going to probably make it less of a viable option, but eventually I think they're going to bring it up because it, it, it looks like that will make it a much less viable option with that. And yeah. then we have the fighting lion. And they go on to state that the fighting lion has always been fun, but not dominant in PvE. So Bungie is not worried about the impact of infinite ammo that would be made there. However, enabling fast unlimited grenade spamming was too much in PvP based on internal playtest. So Bungie addressed the specific case without significantly impacting its feel in PvE. The following changes will be made with the Fighting Lion. Fighting Lion reserve ammo will be increased from a lot to infinite. It will also receive the same changes as other uh, breach grenade launchers. It will have a reduced base reload stat to zero. Breach grenade launchers with the zero reload stat reload very, very slow. It will also now increase reload speed to its previous level of damaging multiple enemies with one grenade. In addition, it will be keeping, uh, Bungie will be keeping an eye, but believe that there is a good place for this change to take place. So they will be monitoring the changes here, and you should be manually reloading Fighting Lion. You shouldn't be manually reloading Fighting Lion anyways. So you won't be able to reload that manually as it is not intended. Next up, we have the Vex Mythoclast, my favorite gun in the game. Um, and they state the following. We were cautious with tuning this one at launch, knowing that shipping a dominant weapon that could incredibly that has incredibly low ownership would break PvP and aimed for balanced but um, erring on the side of not letting it ship too strong. However, it felt short of balanced. Ownership is much higher now, and we want for it to be strong enough to be desirable from the Vault of Glass. And the following changes will be made with the Vex Mythoclast. First up, PvE damage bonus increased by 40%. Holy oh. That's amazing. Wow. Really good. 40% increase in damage. The range stat will be increased from near best in class for high-impact auto rifles. Looks like auto rifles will be getting a buff as well, which is nice. They uh, also mentioned increased stat stability stats. A reworked catalyst for granting stability and damage after a kill. Increased rate of fire from 360 to 390. Reduced linear fusion rifle mode recharge from 820 to 533. Same as the standard linear fusion rifles. And they will no longer lose overcharge stacks on slow, except when the linear except when it's in the lean, linear fusion rifle mode. Wow. Those are some big changes with the Vex Mythoclast. Shadow Price, what do you think about all this? That takes that gun from just a normal weapon to, you know, pretty, 
pretty outstanding. You know, a 40% increase, an increase in its rate of fire. Uh, you know, the range stat increased to near best in class. They increased stability. The weapon got a complete buff all around, all around. Like that's yeah. that's that's pretty amazing. It's going to become a much more viable option with the next season. I'm excited because you know, Vex Mythoclast, after I received a weapon, after I got it from Vault of Glass, it felt kind of underwhelming and it felt like it was never my go-to option in the game. So it's gonna be really interesting to see how the gameplay will be impacted with the Vex Mythoclast getting a little bit more shine, a little bit more viability in the game. So that's kind of exciting as well. And then we also have Merciless. And uh, Bungie stated the following, we have to touch this anyways because of the fusion rifle changes and figured it, it would be the right time for them to give the weapon a buff. And here are the changes that will be taking place with Merciless. Uh, the updated perk to account for fewer shots per burst, in addition to reduced the damage penalty for increasing charge rate by 40%. That's another big change there. Uh, in addition, Yoten will be getting some changes too. Because of how the charge time stat works with fusion rifles, um, they made a small change to avoid breaking this weapon. In playtesting, it makes almost no difference, but if Cosmo didn't mention it, someone would notice. Uh, so they will be reducing charge time from 0 0.82 seconds to 7.8 seconds. That's really insignificant in my opinion. And then they slightly reduced damage per shot. So it, it seems like they're just trying to be transparent. The weapon will be getting very slight change, slight tuning, but nothing too substantial there. And then we go on to talk about Bastion. Bastion feels very strong with shotguns being less dominant, so Bungie is preemptively adjusting it in PvP. It's super low uh, usage in PvE will also encourage them to buff it in that activity group too. The following changes will be taking place with Bastion. Reduced damage by 15%, increased spread angle by 10%, and increased PVE damage by 25%. Hmm. Interesting. Oh, that got a nerf in PvP. It says can now now not quite kill a guardian with one shot in the three shot burst if it fires. Wow. That's interesting. Yeah. And then of course we got the sweet business getting some changes as well. Uh, the perks refilling the magazine when picking up primary ammo will no longer work in the world without primary ammo. So it has been adjusted. It will now refill magazine on picking up special or heavy ammo instead of primary ammo. And then we also have changes to perks that are going to be getting updated with the new season in Destiny. For firing line... Uh, we like the idea of the perks. It was just giving away a bit too much damage for almost free. So, a firing line will be getting the following changes. Reduced damage bonus to plus 20% precision damage for all supported weapon archetypes. And uh, in addition to it being um, 
It will roll on some sniper rifles, linear fusion rifles, and machine guns, and may also uh, have some stuff in the future that will be added with that perk. Certain damage perks only affect impact damage on explosive weapons, and they will be updated in specific perks to also increase detonation damage, specifically for Kill Clip, Rampage, and Adrenaline Junkie. And they also fixed some, uh, an, inc an incorrect rarity on some recently shipped weapon perks. So if you weren't able to get the perks that you wanted, that could be the answer to that. Um, also, Bungie talked about Weapon VFX. Uh, weapon VFX were all custom, and some didn't meet their desired cool factor. So Bungie rebuilt these uh, to speed up the process of adding new weapons or updating old ones while updating the visuals at the same time. These changes include updated, updating all grenade launchers and rocket launcher VFX and legendary fusion rifles and linear fusion rifles will now have distinct damage type charge VFX. They also note for the near future. We're devoting a lot of energy to the Witch Queen expansion, and there are a ton of things changing in a few weeks. So we want to see how things shake out before deciding on future tuning. Bungie will be watching Season 15 uh, very closely and are ready to make some small adjustments as needed in the first half of the new season. So they are pretty open to making changes to the game, which is kind of standard. Uh, and also they talked about a more distant future of changes that will be happening still before the Witch Queen. Linear fusion rifles and uh, caster frame swords are still not where they want them to be, so expect some tweaks in the near future. We're also looking at underused or underpowered exotics and we'll be taking a pass at some of them including Arbalest, Zeros Regime, uh, Cryosthesia 77k, Malfeasance, and more. If you have issues with spamming high rate of fire semi-automatic weapons as fast as possible, they will be making adjustments with that as well. Finally, Priming a target and quick and quickly swapping for a cleanup is easier than they would like. So they will be looking at options for building towards a faster swap speed. So that's coming. And then they also talked about some of the changes that will be coming in the Witch Queen and beyond. And here's what Bungie had to say about that. We're, we've talked previously about wanting legendary weapons to be more identity based on their source and expect to ship a new system for this in or close to the Witch Queen. Also, in Season 15, we tweaked exotic primary weapons to generate ammo faster through Ammo Finder mods, and we have another change planned to make them more enticing in hard PvE content. And uh, that is all they had to uh, say 
regarding weapon changes for right now. And they will be watching the PvP and PvE meta to make adjustments going into future weeks and going into the Witch Queen. So, wow, Shadow Price, what do you think about all this? Good. I like it. I like, I like a lot of it, um, especially the Vex Mythic class. Uh, I think that was needed for sure. Yeah, no, I agree. I think the Vex Mythic class definitely needed a little bit more shine, and it was great to see that the Vex Mythic class got a buff in the game, so that was really nice to see as well. They also talked about guns, guns, guns. Uh, we are still holding a lot of details on Season of the Redacted close to the chest, including the new Season 15 arsenal that you will start to discover next week. They do want to show off some of the other weapons that you will be earning next season. Next season's Ritual Quest weapons is a rocket launcher with an, an explosive light perk. As is the custom, you can then collect Gambit, Crucible, and Vanguard-themed weapon ornaments by upgrading your rank on the designated vendor. So... There we go for that. That looks like a really interesting rocket it's cool, launcher. It's a cool looking rocket launcher. I like I like the look of it. It, it. it looks like it almost looks like an eyes of tomorrow or like a combination of eyes of tomorrow or like the uh, the two tailed fox almost like in a way. But it's 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 still it, it has its own identity, though. That's why it looks pretty cool. Yeah, they will also be adding three weapons as post-game rewards for completing Vanguard Strikes, Gambit, and Crucible matches. These will drop randomly after completing these activities with random rolls. And they also gave us a sneak peek. It looks like there is a... It looks like a sniper rifle. I think it's a scout. I think it's scout. a scout rifle. Oh, really? Okay, so yeah. scout rifle, uh, shotgun, and sidearm. Uh, auto rifle. Scout, auto rifle, and sidearm. That's definitely an yeah. It's definitely. An Are you auto. sure? Okay. Yep. It kind of looks like a shotgun to me. Okay. Well. Yeah, it's an auto. It's the Suros body of the auto rifles from uh, D1 and D2. Uh, they also have plans to freshen up the loot pool for the Prophecy Dungeon. These weapons have been upgraded with random rolls, and certain ones will drop from specific encounters of the Prophecy Dungeon. That's really interesting. So it's awesome because there's some of those weapons I've never gotten before wow so they're essentially putting in trials weapons into the dungeon now yeah to, from the trials of the nine yep before that's it, really interesting yeah. and what do you think about this change how will this impact players will anybody be upset about this change especially the i don't think anybody because people were asking about it they were asking for these weapons and i like i said i've only i haven't gotten all these weapons i've gotten f like three of them but the other three i don't think i've ever gotten before so yeah, no, yeah. That's, that's interesting. And there's some more changes coming to weapons. On top of these weapons, Bungie is also updating the world pool with some fresh drops. Here are the new weapons that you can expect to start seeing in the world. So it yep. looks like we have a sniper rifle. There's yeah, a hand cannon, uh, a sidearm. Pulse, two pulse rifles, a scout. Two pulse rifles, scout, yeah. Oh. Or is that auto? Oh, yeah, that might be an auto rifle that um, one in the middle. And then a sidearm, too. Yeah. Yeah, they're um, they're reissues, basically. They were from uh, vanilla D2, basically. So that's cool. 
Yeah. So that's really interesting. So what do you, what do you think about all these changes? I think that uh, it's interesting that they are pretty much adding the trials weapons to into the dungeon. Yeah, I mean, why not? You know, the, the I think it's a good idea. I mean, it's uh, it seems to fit the uh, the environment because it's like a a nine location. Like uh, you know, you see the emissary at the end of the of the mission. So yeah, it makes sense because the armor comes is in there too. So why not? Yeah, so that's really interesting. And they did also talk about some relief efforts that they are putting forth. You will have an opportunity to make a donation supporting the Disaster Relief Fund. If you donate $25 or more, you will get the Anchor Point emblem that will be distributed via email on Thursday, September 9th. Nice day. Great that they're doing that. Yeah. What's 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 special about September 9th, huh? Oh, you know, only only the launch of a, you know, a game, you know, you might have heard about it. Destiny. And there's another cool thing that will be coming into the game or not the game, but the Bungie store, I should say, to help support different causes uh, that that the Bungie Foundation will be putting forth. Uh, it is the Guardians oh. of Hope t-shirt, will, which will be available for pre-order on the Bungie store. And Bungie Foundation will match $25,000 of any funds that are received for this purchase. So if you want to support a great cause and also get a cool shirt, make sure to check that out. And then in addition to that, they will have the Vital Elixir emblem that will be distributed on Thursday, September 9th as well. And every customer will receive this emblem if you make a purchase from the Bungie store. And there's more. Uh, For the uh, Bungie store initiative, all purchases from the Bungie uh, Foundation collection will support the Disaster Relief Fund, and all purchases from this collection will receive the Planet of the Peace emblem. If you haven't already got one, there's your opportunity to get some more bread in the game. And they are supporting two causes. One is Team Rubicon, which is a veteran-led disaster response organization helping vulnerable communities prepare respond and recover from that natural natural disasters and um humanitarian crises so you can support that and then also direct relief is another great great cause that is being supported and it is a humanitarian aid organization that is active across all 50 states and more than 80 countries so there is another way for you to support that great cause uh we got bungee artists like emily who are just crushing it and they have some really cool season of the splicer art that they are sharing so that's really cool make sure to check those out i believe they're are they wallpapers i don't even know if they are but uh we'll have to see i don't i don't think so i think they're just bits of art that bungee is sharing And then also they have the redacted report. Uh, They are making many changes that are coming with the new season and player support has important updates to share for next week. First up, we have update 3.3.0. 
On Tuesday, August 24th, Destiny 2 will be undergoing maintenance in preparation for Destiny 2 Update 3.3.0. Below is a timeline of events uh, and some of the times that will be subject to change during the maintenance period. At 8 a.m. Pacific Standard Time, maintenance will begin on August 24th. At 8.45 a.m. Pacific Standard Time, players will be removed from activities and Destiny 2 will be brought offline. At 10 a.m. Pacific Time, update 3.3.0 will be available across all platforms and regions. Players will be able to log back in to Destiny 2. And at that point, uh, at 12 p.m. Pacific Standard Time, Destiny 2 maintenance is expected to conclude. Below are some of the uh, changes that will be resolved with update 3.3.0. A complete list will be made available on Bungie.net. Players will no longer receive the bird error code when trying to get to the Wall of Wishes. The Adept Big One spec weapon mod will now correctly appear in your collections and bounties, valor, and weekly challenges will correctly gain progress in Crucible matches. They also talk about uh, rewards that you should claim before Season 14 ends on August 24th. And these changes include uh, Season uh, 14 Bungie rewards should be collected, your Season 14 seasonal challenges, your Vanguard tokens, make sure you visit Commander Zavala and turn them in because they will be going away after this coming season. Your Valor rewards uh, should be claimed from Lord Shax, uh, including your Engrams, and your Infamy rewards from the Drifter should also be claimed, including the Engrams as well. Lastly, Season of the Splicer Servitor Engrams need to be claimed as well because they will be going away with the new season. Um, and then we have crossplay information, and I, we kind of touched on this earlier. But you want to be very careful when you are logging in if you are playing in multiple platforms because your crossplay name will be reflected in the following way. As a reminder, crossplay will go live early in Season of the Redacted. When players log in for the first time to play Season of the Redacted, the name on whatever platform they log on will become their Bungie name for when crossplay goes live. Below is a list of reminders regarding a player's Bungie name. First up, we have your display name of the first platform that players log in with to play Destiny 2 at the beginning of the new season at 10 a.m. Pacific time on August 24th will become your primary Bungie name. Player ID numbers, non-standard characters and symbols will be removed and excluded. If a name violates our code of conduct, it will be changed to Guardian. Name changes won't be available until a later update. For Steam players, your Steam profile name, not your Steam account name, will become your Bungie name. A name can be up to 26 characters in length. Uh, Cyrillic characters are supported in each language that Destiny 2 is supported. And the following languages are also supported. Japanese, Korean, simplified Chinese, and traditional Chinese. So there you go. Um, 
Shadow Price is going to have a really tough decision to make because you have three names across three platforms, so you're going to have a tough choice to make. It sounds like Kiltastic Tyrant might be the name that you're going to go with, right? Yeah, probably. Yeah, I think that would be the, the one I take forward. So let's make a prediction. Will Cornholio be changed to Guardian because they will deem it as inappropriate? Uh, I don't think so. I don't think so. Yeah, I think it's going to be fine. I think yeah. I'm probably just going to go with Cornholio and that's going to be my name. Uh, yeah. And that's what we're going to go with. And we'll, we'll see what happens there. We have some more things to talk about. We have the Heroes Memorial Quest. Some players have reported issues acquiring the final season of the Splicer Quest. To resolve this issue, you must do the following. Players should log in to each character and check that the season of the Splicer Servitor and the quest archive for this quest is collected. Please be aware that this quest can only be completed on one character. Players may have also uh, players may have to listen to each uh, radio message in the helm before going to orbit and then back to the helm each time until all radio messages have been listened to. That's kind of a pain. Yeah, for sure. Hmm. Uh, players have also may have to complete all season 14 quests in their inventory and log and log out and back in to the game as well and lastly players may have to pick up and complete a bounty and complete the override activity as well in order to progress this quest so if you are still working on it there you go we have some fyis there uh, bungie also talked about some of the known issues that are taking place in the game and you can read much more about them in this week's bungie weekly update on bungie.net and then we have movies of the week, of course. Uh, we have Destiny, uh, that is the movie of the week for today, which is great. Congratulations on that. Followed by The Circle of Life. I have not had a chance to look through these videos, but we will definitely make sure to check them out. And we have Artists of the Week that are being featured in this week's Bungie Weekly Update. And lastly... Cosmo has the following to say to wrap up this week's Bungie Weekly Update. Five more sleeps until the reveal. You're more than welcome to join us for the main party on our channels. But if you have a commonality that you like watching reveals with, co-streaming is allowed for this event. We've also been hyping this up, but at the same time, don't want to overhype. Let's just say that you should expect all, at least one video and someone talking about Destiny. Hmm. I've said too much. Listen, we are excited and hope you enjoy what, you've been cook what we've been cooking up in Destiny. See you next Tuesday. Hmm. So let's, let's dissect what Cosmo said because he said that he believes that he said too much. What do you think this could mean? At least one video. So that means there's going to be more than one video. Well, there's something with the anti-cheat because he also talked about that in like. Yeah, in, I Twitter think anti-cheat will be there. We're going to see, I think, multiple videos. And what that says to me is that we're going to get a video for the Witch Queen and we're going to get a video for the next season 
Forget yeah, a Vidoc and the Vidoc too. because yeah. he did Reggie mention Vidoc. that someone yeah. will be talking about Destiny, and I don't know if it's just one person. Because you know what? There's a little event happening next week called Gamescom. As well. I didn't even think yeah, about so. that. So we'll probably get some kind yep. of a teaser or trailer for the upcoming major expansion with the Witch Queen, and then we'll get a preview of the next season in Destiny 2. So there you have it, Guardians. Um, Shadow Price, what do you think about this week's Bungie Weekly Update between one and five spicy tuna rolls? There is a lot in this. There, I mean, this was very long. It was a long read. Um, I do appreciate the, uh, all the information and everything that they, you know, very transparent. Um, you know, really good. Uh, not, not a five. I'm going to go in between. I'm going to say 4.5 just because, I mean, there was so much in this, you know, and a lot of it was informational. A lot of it was a lot of statistics and things like that, too. But I did appreciate it. I did appreciate all the changes that they're making for the you know, next season and, and beyond. So, yeah, 4.5. Really good. Yeah. Um. So, um, man, this is tough because, I mean, there's a lot of stuff in this update. I think I'm going to agree with you. I think 4.5 spicy tuna rolls for me as well. I think there's some really good information here. Uh, a lot of really good changes, especially to the Vex Mythic class and some of the weapon tuning changes. But also, I'm really glad to see that Trials weapons are being brought into a more um, viable activity. But it also makes me a little nervous about what will happen with Trials and will it be less of a viable gameplay option going into next season we'll have to wait and see on that but i'm going to give this a 4.5 out of 5 spicy tuna rolls for cornholio and yep. guardians we have come to that time we get to wrap things up for the evening and shadow price where can we learn more about you and what you do uh you can find me on twitter at shadow price 79 and also here on the destiny show podcast we're gonna we're gonna have uh emily share with us where we can uh learn more about her we appreciate her time it's really late where she's at but uh emily before we let you go where can the guardians learn more about you and what you do um i'm on all the socials <laughs> um facebook twitter instagram um where else am i this will do <laughs> um on etsy um just as emily megan x art um yeah you can find me on pretty much on all of those with that name very cool and you can find me at boris the seo on twitter or you can find us at the destiny show on twitter you can find us on the web at destinyshow.com you can find us right here on twitter at twitch.tv slash the destiny show every thursday night at 7 p.m eastern 4 p.m pacific and next week we're going to have a really exciting episode we have some really special guests planned for you to really dive deep into all of the big reveals that will be coming this tuesday so make sure to stay tuned for that we have a game developer on the show next week we have king allen will be joining us we have a lot of cool guests on the show that we'll be sharing on Twitter really, really soon. So make sure to tune in for that, Guardians. 
And thank you so much for joining us on the Destiny Show podcast this week. And Guardians, thank you so much for joining us on the Destiny Show podcast. And we'll see you all next week. Bye-bye. Good night, everyone. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for two forty nine dollars a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today, or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.